Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Sesh. I am Kendall Ray. And I'm Janelle. And we have a very interesting episode for you guys this week. Kendall is going to be opening up about her birth story. I was going to say no spicy topics today, but this is kind of spicy. spicy. Oh, yeah. Birth Personally is spicy. spicy. Yeah, is it? It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super spicy. Heard it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of times when you're on the internet looking at birth stories and stuff, I feel as though many people just kind of sugarcoat it mm-hmm. or make it seem like it's, you know, super easy or super beautiful. Yeah. Not that it wasn't beautiful, but also mm-hmm. you said it was the most intense thing you've ever been through in your entire life. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, I'm a little anxious even talking about it because every time... I go back to that day. It just kind of brings up birth trauma. I mean, yeah. to be honest, it is it's a little traumatic. It was the most memorable, beautiful, best day of my life, and I do mean that, mm-hmm. but it was also traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's, that's the weirdest that's motherhood in a nutshell. It's so many ups and downs and, you know, it's it was it's all of the above. intense people. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to share about this at some point. I had originally thought I was going to maybe vlog the experience. I did have my camera there and we started doing that, but we kind of always knew like, maybe we'll share this. Maybe we won't. And after going through the experience, I realized that that wasn't something that I wanted to have on the internet. I really appreciate other people who do though, because I watched so many other people's births and vlogs and reality TV and that was very helpful for me in my experience. And so I wanted to give that back by uploading mine. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my goal. But then I don't know, it's such a special moment. I love our I love the video. I'm so glad we have it. But I just want to keep it for our family. You know, I think that's totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I have a different perspective on it after actually going through that experience. So instead, I wanted to talk about it today, kind of fill you guys in because I know I did you know, talk about my pregnancy quite a bit on this show Mm -hmm. and I vlogged my pregnancy. And so I'm sure a lot of you are like, okay, then it happened and we haven't heard anything from you. Like what happened? So (laughs) that's what I'm going to be sharing today. Um, There will not be any other vlogs or anything on that second channel that I have. Josh and I might sit down and film our own kind of thoughts on the experience and parenthood and stuff at some point, not trying to rush that out, but I thought it'd be a great setting today. I feel very comfortable with my sesh ladies here mm-hmm. and all my seshies listening. I felt like this was a nice, safe sp- space to share my experience and be very real about it. So I do want to say that I'm going to be very open about all of it um, from birth to the first couple of weeks, postpartum, depression, anxiety, all of that. I want to be very transparent about that. And so if that type of thing is triggering to you. Just keep that in mind that it, you know, is intense stuff we're talking about here. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to scare anyone. That's why it's such a hard thing to share your yeah. experience. I know so many other mothers have that. Like I had people who were telling me things leading up to my own birth. Right. And then they're like, I wanted no. to tell you this and this and this, but I didn't want to scare, scare you. you. Kind of like, uh, I guess it depends on who the type of person you are, whether you want to just know that stuff going in or not. Um, yeah, if you're the type of person who's like, I do not want to hear this, then that's totally yeah. fine. I'll catch you next week. Yeah, but I think absolutely. a lot of people will find it helpful. And also, even if you know you don't plan on giving birth, if you have no interest in giving birth, I think mm. it could still be interesting to listen oh, yeah. to. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
I know that people are definitely like eager to hear how it goes. And I know you mentioned how you don't want to necessarily post your video, but I think that just by even coming on here uh-huh. and like talking about your experience is really empowering. Thank you. Um, for you know, for not only like you obviously, but also just people who are going to be giving birth at some point or another. Like the more that we can normalize, because I f- remember that um video that we watched on the sesh like a year ago, and it was should like the men or something be in the birth <laughs> yes. room, and all these people were like, no, absolutely not. Like yeah. that's disgusting. It's just. The, the way that it's changed between, you know, how it was decades ago to how yes. it is now and like the involvement in your mm-hmm. partner or uh-huh. whoever you're with, you know, in that room. Um, it's just, yeah, it's so interesting to think about how now we're so much more open as a society to talking about it versus back then. I was just thinking about that video the other day. Yeah, I saw that came up for me on my TikTok recently, oh, really? that same video. Maybe we should rewatch that real fast. Yeah. I kind of want to get a little refresh Honestly, on that. Honestly, true. OK, yeah, let's right, find that. Let's pull her up. Should husbands watch the birth of their children? I believe so, yes. Uh, why do you say that? Well, I think that um, a woman goes through quite a lot of pain. Um, she's going through this jointly for her husband and also herself. And a normal procedure in the past has been for husbands to take the notice of this. I think that um, all problems in a married life should be shared um, equally. Therefore, the husband up. should be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't you think it would st- uh, strengthen well, the family ties and bonds, perhaps, this experience? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think he's right. I think a woman should have privacy at that stage. It's a nice thing for a man to see his child come into the world, and uh, I think it's okay. Don't you think think this sharing of the experience would go to strengthen family bonds, perhaps? No, I don't. I think that uh, it would would destroy them to a very great measure. Have you any children yourself? (laughs) I've had four. They're all grown up now. And you wouldn't have valued the experience of having your husband present? No, certainly not. Do you think husbands should watch the birth of their children? Yeah, for sure. Why? Well, they're married to the woman. They should know everything that goes on. Oh, yeah. The opinion has been expressed that it lacks delicacy. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, you're, you're really one, aren't you? I mean, you're uh, married, you become one, and you should participate in all the uh, ups and downs of everything. No, I definitely don't. You're very vehement about that. Yes. Why? Why? Oh, well, I don't think it'd be very nice to just look, see it. There's <laughs> been a sense that it would strengthen family bonds, this mutual sharing of an experience. Oh, it might do. Perhaps it might do them good. Perhaps they might not have so many children if they watch the birth. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I think it's a good idea. Are you a mother yourself? Uh, not yet. But you, you, would, uh, you think this experience should be shared? Yes, I think it's a very good idea. Well, as far as I'm concerned, mate's got nothing to do with me and not married. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, their place is outside waiting. Yes, definitely. Why? I think it's a very good thing and a thing all men should learn about. <laughs> well, that depends. It depends on the temperament of the husband yeah. and also the, uh, <laughs> well, the feelings of the wife, whether she would like it or not. Yeah. But I, as regards myself, I think I, I prefer to be at the birth. Yes, I think I would. I definitely do not. Why not, sir? Well, I think it's a job for the uh, hospital authority. That's really interesting how most of the women... Or all of the women that were interviewed said, "I think all but no. one was like, no." Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna lie though. Having Josh there, it would like wouldn't trade it for the world. Best support ever, but it is definitely super vulnerable having your partner, like especially down there. Like Josh was down there with the doctors the whole yeah. time, and that was just like, like kind of different, totally, um, but very bonding for us. What did you feel? Like I felt all of the things open, just like too open. Weird. I was just <laughs> literally so, like, too open, vulnerable. I'll, I'll explain all the details, okay. but. 
Yeah, I felt many, many different things. Yeah, it's just the craziest experience you could ever imagine, truly. Okay, let's start a little before you go to the hospital. Yeah. So, okay, so you gave birth on August 2nd. Yes. Um, And you went, so you had like a doctor's appointment, right? Or you, you yes. had a scheduled induction. Yes, I had a scheduled induction because I had high blood pressure. So I had convinced my doctor to let me go an extra week. She wanted to deliver me at 37 weeks. Um, but I like agreed to pretty much do bed rest and like try to get my blood pressure down. So I got an extra week, but she wouldn't go past that. She was like, I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that and was very concerned. And I'm glad she did because during birth, my blood pressure went way up like dangerous levels and yeah. it was kind of scary. So I'm glad I listened to her and did 38 weeks, although I was very scared about induction. And I heard so many different things like people in my life who were like induction. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it's too soon. Um, there were a lot of comments coming in. YouTube ended up being something I had to like completely get off the comments mm -hmm. because I was kind of uploading vlogs a few like few weeks delayed and people started kind of scaring me which about. by the way like do not comment any advice or you should have done this or don't do this or whatever in yeah. the comments below like you're just going to be blocked i'm sorry well, it's just like, useless at this point I'm but not also like it. it's really like not your place to tell anyone what to do and if there's other you know soon-to-be moms yeah. or parents reading like we want yeah. nothing but support and that you should do whatever you and your doctor feel is best right and as much as i felt so pressured with the induction thing and it made me all scared i'm glad that i did it the way i did although it was tough i mean induction is definitely tough not gonna lie yeah. because it it can take a really long time especially your first time um so basically i yeah i had a doctor's appointment a few days before i actually went into the hospital and i felt like holly wasn't moving that day it really freaked me out um we did the non-stress test, which is where you just lay there and they like track baby's movement for a little while. And that was completely fine. So, but then at that point we were like, okay, let's just go ahead and do this 38 weeks. So that was July 30th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wasn't it like a few, is there a 31st in July? I don't remember. No, I pull I up a calendar. It was like the 28th or 29th year there. I think it was a Friday that you went. No, she. No, I went no, on a Sunday. Sunday. No, no, no. Went to the doctor. Oh, yeah, you're right. On so the that, doctor was a Friday. That would have been the thirty, the twenty ninth of July. Was the Sunday? Was a Friday? Was Friday? Okay, oh. and then what was Sunday? The thirty first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I went on the thirty first at eight p.m. It was such. Oh my gosh, this is the twenty four hours leave before leaving to yeah, the hospital. Yeah, what the hell? That's going to be the most insane feeling. Like you're walking around the house and then you it know was. that when you come back, you'll have another person with you yeah. forever. It was crazy. It was crazy. I just couldn't <gasps> figure out how to, like what to even do with myself leading up to that. I felt like I needed to rest, but I also need to get ready because we're about to bring home this baby. Right. And I couldn't really do much, couldn't really bend over and I was getting out of breath so easily. So I was just kind of like walking around my house and like trying it felt like the longest 24 really? hours ever were you just like count yes. like were you basically just like counting down like the i hours? was and i was barely sleeping i was so anxious i finally got myself to take a nap and i took a long nap the night before josh made me dinner and i fell asleep like pretty much while i was eating it on the couch <laughs> and you know woke up at like 10 and then finally got a good night's sleep before but oh my gosh that whole day i was just seriously like what do i even do with myself i, 
I got all ready, curled my hair, <laughs> did yeah. my makeup. <laughs> well, I was literally just doing anything to pass the time. True. Like, I needed a distraction. I couldn't do much. Um, so, and then my dad came over to, you know, watch the house and everything. So we were anxiously talking with him and he said goodbye. And I was so emotional. Mm. I was so emotional. They took pictures of me and Josh in the driveway. And I was like, these are our last pictures oh, together. So oh my God. <laughs> Damn, I just want to cry already. <laughs> I was so, so emotional. So Dang, anxious. That's going to be cr- yes. crazy. <laughs> what time did you go into the hospital again? I had to be there at 745 PM. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was officially like checked in at eight o'clock got it and we went out to dinner that night um we went to longhorn steakhouse hell yeah <laughs> i went through this major steak phase in my pregnancy yeah, where i you just did. was constantly craving iron and steak so we went had this big steak and we just had no idea what was coming like it's so funny we went there recently and we were like god we had no idea what oh was about god. to happen when we were there um we had this nice little dinner got to the hospital 7 45 checked in and, you know, they bring you upstairs because it's weird when it's an induction. They're like waiting for you. Right. So like, oh, hi. It felt like we were almost checking into a hotel yeah. or something. And the nurses were so nice. And we went in the room and it was a nice, we had a decent yeah, size room. room was nice. It was, we Good got view. lucky the timing because there's different size rooms. So depending on, you know, if it's not already in use, it's first come, first serve. So... I was a little bummed out I didn't have a bathtub. I really wanted to labor in a bathtub, but now looking back, I would not have even wanted that. So, um, yeah, that was really nice. And you decorated your whole room. Yes. Like, this chick had the Mm -hmm. nicest room, the most Taurus-ass room I've ever seen. Well, my doula actually um, encouraged me to bring, like, essential oils and lighting, and she had the idea to bring, like, a aura light so that the ceiling, it kind of looked like stars. It was always... Like dark because I told her from the beginning I'm very sensitive to light. I hate sunlight. <laughs> I seriously do. <laughs> like when I'm inside, I like it to be cozy and like I don't know. My eyes are very sensitive, so I was like telling her no matter what time of day, I want when I'm you know laboring and giving birth it to be like pretty dark in the room and cozy, kind of cavey feeling. Mm-hmm. So we brought in a bunch of lights. We brought in these fake candles and an essential oil diffuser, and we had that going the whole time like all the nurses on the floor were like oh yeah that's the room with like <laughs> that's the everyone room. would come in and be like oh it smells so good in here but i don't know maybe they were just saying that it was probably pretty strong can we talk about notifications for a second who actually leaves those sounds on anymore well besides that that's another sale on shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your business Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted, so your business keeps growing. From an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries filled with educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. It's never been easier to start and grow a business with Shopify. We actually ship out all of our merch with Shopify, and it makes our lives so much easier. We love it. And when you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash the sesh, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash the sesh to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash the sesh. 
So it is now fall, which means people are getting sick and, you know, the cold is going around, maybe the flu as well. But with Beekeepers Naturals, you can make sure that you are supporting your immune system the best you can. I've actually been using their propolis throat spray that helps your immune system stay strong. And also, if you're getting a scratchy throat, this stuff makes sure that it really coats your throat and gives it a soothing effect. And their products are super clean and effective, and they actually work. They're third-party tested for all pesticides, and they're dedicated to sustainable beekeeping and helping save the bees. Bee propolis acts as the bee's medicine, and it also contains vitamin Bs, vitamin C, zinc, and over 300 beneficial compounds and minerals that are amazing for the human immune system. Like I said, I love this throat spray. It's really easy to use. You can carry it around with you wherever. And Beekeepers Naturals is on a mission to save the bees. Bees are very crucial to our planet's health, as you probably know, and about a third of our food supply would be lost if the bees disappear. That is why Beekeepers Naturals is committed to sustainable beekeeping and pesticide-free products. And today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com sesh or enter code sesh to get 25% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com slash sesh or enter code sesh. Beekeepers Naturals products are also available at Target, Whole Foods, CVS, and Walgreens. Start feeling better every day today. So yeah, they like get you hooked up to the IV and then they start seeing, you know, they had the monitors. So I had right. two different monitors, one for my contractions and then one for her heartbeat. Do you have that on the whole time? Yes. And these, Dude, that's annoying. Oh my gosh. It was, it, it was so annoying. And there was some type of sticker on the back of one of them that kept scraping. Oh, it hurts so bad. And yeah, they have to keep that on right up until she comes out. So that was kind of irritating. But when you get induced, they have to highly monitor. Yeah. Um, did that make it a little bit more stressful? Like when yeah. you were getting to that point and oh, you were yeah. just like I, trying to focus and then super loud. Yes. Like I remember here, like I think you sent video or something of like, I don't know of yourself before, but it was so loud. Like mm-hmm. really? It was loud. Yeah. I, it was loud in like a video that you had sent. Oh, it's not yeah. like a machine was like, Oh yeah. Going yeah, constantly. yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of started to blend in. I forgot about it after a while, but yeah, That's it's like pretty intense. And then you're seeing, I was surprised that right away there were contractions happening that I couldn't even feel. And this is before you had Pitocin? Yes. Okay. Yep. This is where they start something called, um, I think there's Cervidil and Cytotec. And I was given Cytotec and that softens your cervix and you take it orally every few hours. Mm-hmm. I know some places they, I think in some places you can take it and then go home. Mm. Um, but it, if you're not being in, well, if you're being induced, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but I took Cytotec and you can take it, I think up to four rounds of it throughout, you know, every four hours or whatever. So we started with that and right away I could see the contractions were already starting. And I didn't realize I was having contractions for a couple weeks before I actually went in because I would have this, I sometimes would say it to you guys. Yeah. She just moved up. It feels like she's moving up. Yeah. And I thought that's, I thought she was like adjusting and like moving up higher, but it was my my muscles tightening. So was that a Braxton Hick? No, that that was like an actual oh, contraction. Interesting. But okay. I, I think I think Braxton Hicks pretty much feels the same way, except for not painful. Gotcha. From what I've read online, it's like they shouldn't be painful. But I heard from some people that they are. So it's really just so different for everyone. That's the thing about this. Gotcha. Everyone's experience is so different. Um. So yeah, saw the heart rate, and then that started getting really stressful because my daughter was moving. Like you would not believe even the nurses were commenting like, oh, my gosh, this kid is 
I've never seen a baby move this much. Like she was constantly moving around, readjusting. So they would lose her mm. on the monitor. So they'd have to come in. It felt like every 20 minutes for 48 hours Dang, and readjust. So they'd be like, I'm back. And I'd be like, mm, hi. Like at first I was nice about it. And then I was just starting to get so annoyed. But obviously they have to do it. Um, but yeah, so I had these two monitors. Like you can't move that much because and then I'd have to lay in a certain position whatever one they'd kind of have luck with they'd be like why don't you just stay like this yeah so yeah how so did you like kind of, pee did you have like call them and be like yo I gotta go to the yeah. bathroom and they'd take so the shit off of they you would disconnect me from it dang and then I'd have to have them like the monitors hanging over my shoulders okay. and I'd go pee and then they'd come back in so it was a whole process yeah. so I was constantly trying to hold it as long as yeah, I could seriously <laughs> um, dang but yeah, I had no idea how long I was really buckling in for. <laughs> I kind of had thought, so I went in on a Sunday night and I thought the latest she'll come is Monday night is kind of what I had in my head. Like, like maybe 24 hours. maybe like 3, 3 to 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning was kind of my farthest I had pictured it going, sure. which was kind of a mistake because once you get set on that and it goes past that, it's kind of that's when you start losing it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I did at least. Um, so yeah, at first we th- were like, this is fun. They have like, you know, the little snack room. Josh oh, was yeah. getting his jellos. Like, <laughs> we were like watching The Office. We watched Wolf on Wall Street, which is one of my favorite movies. And we were really into that. But about half, that's a long movie. About halfway into that, the side attack started to kick in. I started getting un- like a little more uncomfortable and I was just losing, you know, track of the movie and everything. I'm trying to think. This was so... It's so blurry now. Yeah. And they tell you that women are programmed to actually forget what it's like so that you'll do it again. Um, and I feel like that's starting to happen to me because I'm trying to recall all the details. <laughs> she I was want like, this all out somewhere. We were talking about uh, when we were going to film this and she was like, well, we need to do it soon because I'm starting to forget. <laughs> I'm seriously starting to forget. And I hate that. Um, but yeah, we were watching The Office. There is... So, yeah, the nurses, you know, they change shifts every, I think, 10 to 12 hours, something like that. So we had really good nurses, especially at first. The nurse that I had when I first came in ended up being the nurse I had when Holly was born, which was really nice because I kind of formed a little bond with her. Being mm-hmm. She was the one who, like, in, introduced me in. And um, God, nurses are so incredible. Everyone always tells you that. The doctor barely does anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true like the nurses really do take care of you and the doctor was in for the very end of it and she was out of there quick before I could even say bye yeah. so oh, but wow. the nurses are with you through the whole experience I was in the hospital for five nights and so I had a lot of nurses mm-hmm. a lot of shifts and they were super amazing people that I felt so actually there was one <laughs> that you didn't like I will say yeah Ooh. there was one I had to request she doesn't come back Ooh. because <laughs> she started saying weird things about well first of all she was the first one that next morning okay so this is monday morning so you didn't you still hadn't had pitocin by this no time. okay this she came in and she was the one who started the pitocin and so she you had your telling sleep. me yes i slept and i slept really bad that night i was very uncomfortable the bar in the bed because basically the lower half of the bed is designed to be lower down for birth <laughs> There's this giant bar in there and you can feel it. I could feel it on my hip just pressing. And I was so uncomfortable. That sucks. I yeah. think I slept maybe three hours. Ugh. And you have to sleep in that bed, right? Yeah, I was oh, say, yeah. Like, can't, like, well, you're attached to all this stuff. And then throughout the whole night, they're coming in and readjusting my yeah. thing. And they're trying not to wake me up. But yeah, right. I mean, you're in a hostel, yeah. foreign room, machines, yeah. lighting, like, touch. People. Yeah. Going through the most intense experience ever. Of course, you're 
anxiety is up and you can yeah. barely sleep anyway. So, so bad I didn't sleep. sleep any at all. And then this nurse came in and she, she was just, I don't know what it was about her. So they have to do these cervix checks every, well, actually you can choose not to do them. And I was thoroughly explained that I had a birth doula and I so recommend doulas. And I want to speak more about my doula and everything. Um, but she was really there to be like a liaison between me and the doctor and explain things and make sure that I was treated, you know, the way that anyone should be. And she made it clear to me that you don't have to do these cervix checks because sometimes they'll check how far you are dilated. And then it's just like you can get really mentally caught up on this number mm -hmm. and it can make it harder. It's also very painful. Cervix checks are very painful. I mean, you know what it's like getting an IUD put in. Yeah, shit is not fun. Obviously, this is very different, oh, but yeah. your cervix is so sensitive and it was still like, you know, not very dilated, not very softened. Yeah. So, yeah, this nurse, I swear, was trying to hurt me. Really? Like, I and maybe that was just in my head, but she was so, Rough. she was aggressive about everything that she said and the way she was acting, just very like in just your not face like versus not comforting. And comfort yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And she told me there were three things that she said that made me do three strikes and she's <laughs> out. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Normally I'm seriously pretty patient with people, but I, even I was like, no, she made a comment about, we were telling another nurse who had a bunch of dogs how many pets we have and like showing her pictures of our do dogs and cats and stuff. And she goes, oh yeah, it's funny how, you know, the pets will kind of taper off once you have a baby. <laughs> and Josh was like, so you mean they're going to die? Yeah, like, like we're going to get rid of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just such a weird, obnoxious thing to say. Yeah. We were kind of like all, it was like, just oh. the vibe in the room got weird. And then she said something about how by the end of this, you're going to hate him. To, like, to, to Josh. Josh, you're gonna hate him during this. What an unhelpful thing to say! It was just so rude. I couldn't. My doula was like, "What the fuck, lady? And did you just Josh, really say that?" Like, yeah. Um, okay. Which at no point did I ever feel like I hated Josh. And I'm sure some people like get, get frustrated. frustrated with their partners. Of course, that probably does happen a lot. But to just say that that's going to happen, you yeah. know, nothing about our relationship or, you know, Josh was so involved with everything from the beginning. He went went to every appointment with me. He was an amazing partner during birth. I could never have done it without him. And it was just, it was so hurtful. And yeah. then she started saying, oh yeah, so I think your baby will come by five o'clock tonight. And uh, she kept saying that, like, my bet is five o'clock. I don't know, but my bet is five o'clock. And my doula started to be like, just weirded out that stop. she kept, yeah, stop saying that because if it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're giving you false hope. Exactly. So I started thinking, well, she's seen a bunch of people, so she must think. I'm getting close because right. by that time I was three centimeters dilated. I came in at one and a half. I even remember texting you or I was texting Josh. I can't remember. And I think he was like, yeah, the one of the nurses thinks it'll like yeah. by five o'clock. So then I was like, oh, five o'clock, yeah. five o'clock. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Everyone started to feel like that. And I started we, thinking like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm going to have a baby yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were recording the sesh. Oh, wait, am I getting... No, no yeah, that was we Monday. Were. No, we're getting ahead of... Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Monday. Yeah. We were recording the session. And we were like, oh, like, it's going to happen at five o'clock. And I remember being like, we have mm -hmm. to get... I, we have to be done with the sesh soon because I got to go to the hospital and blah, blah, blah. Yep. yep. Yeah, I do. Yep. So I yeah, can't imagine actually it. being the one that's giving birth and they're yeah. telling you... Because I was already like, Whoa. You're not supposed to say that to patients. Like, it's it just... It makes sense why. It's... Yeah. So just like her whole vibe was just so negative and yeah. just very like... Yeah, she was just like... I was like, after her shift... You and that's you know why it's so great to have a doula. She went and told the staff, "This woman's a done on this <laughs> patient she here. Done. Good. She's she's 
dismissed. <laughs> um, she wasn't that bad, though. You know, whatever. Um, the rest of my nurses were so great. So after that, I'm trying to think. So that when did evening, they give you the Pitocin then? That morning with that okay. nurse, she started it. So Pitocin, as far as how my hospital worked, I don't know if this is just across the board, but they can give you, they can up it by two levels every, I think, I don't know. It could have been an hour or three hours. It was all a blur. Mm-hmm. But they up it by two levels at a time and they can go up to level 20 without, and then at that point, either they have to start over. Oh, or your doctor can approve you to go up to up to 40. And this is how it worked at my hospital. Got it. So I'm slowly going up. You know, I'm at a four, then a six, eight, and like nothing was changing. Nothing was happening. There was... Were you in pain? Um, I was uncomfortable. I was like crampy and like... What did the Pitocin feel like? Like, what was it? It's just in an IV, so you really can't oh. feel it. Okay. They're just telling you, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Had some good lunch. I kept getting this like pita and hummus thing that was so bomb from the cafeteria. It was so good. Hell yeah. Um, Didn't you say you took like a really long nap? That or, was later. Oh, that was. Oh, okay. Well, after yeah, you got this. The, well, I was right. like gearing up to give birth. So I was trying to nap, but I couldn't. But right. I thought like, oh, yeah, this evening Bonk, I'm on. having a baby. It's definitely going to be August 1st for sure. If she's saying right. by five, mm-hmm. it'll probably happen. Um, so then going into that evening, this is where it starts to get really blurry to me. Did you get the epidural? No, no, not yet. Oh. So, yeah, during the night, I was getting the Pitocin. They kept upping me, and I was working, like, you know, 16, 18, 20. Did um, you go up to 20 and stop? Yeah. and it, Well, the contractions were getting a lot more serious, probably around, well, yeah, midnight came and went, no baby. We weren't anywhere close. I was still th- three centimeters dilated. I literally had my alarm set every single hour for that night. Yeah. I, I was like, let me wait. Nothing. Damn it. I'm yeah. Like, Nothing. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. And this was same. After- oh, I'm sure it was much worse for you, but I just remember yeah. being like, what yeah. the fuck? And then I was going to text you guys and be like, what's the update? Then I was like, no, no, no. If there was an update, they would tell us. Yeah. Like, leaving us in the dark. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I kind of forget what happened from about noon on Monday to midnight. Monday or Tuesday, whatever, yeah. Tuesday. Um, that was all kind of a blur, but there wasn't a lot of pain. There wasn't a lot of action. It was just waiting around, seeing if the Pitocin will work and right. trying different positions. They give you this thing called a peanut ball, which is so fucking uncomfortable. A Some people ball? like it. Yeah, is it's it like, the bouncy It looks ball? like an exercise ball, but it's squished like a peanut. So oh, it comes okay. together in the middle. You put it between your legs. Gotcha. But it's pretty, and it's to open your hips. And then there's certain, <laughs> there's this one position I thought was so funny. It was called like Froggy Walters. <laughs> I don't know why it's called that. But you literally like hang your legs off the bed like a frog. Like you have them like separated, oh, you're laying on you, your stomach. You hang it like this. No, you're sitting up and the bed is lowered oh. to like this pretty much like a horizontal uh, right angle. Oh, okay. And then your legs are just kind of hanging off, but you have them like separated like a frog. Oh, hell yeah. Froggy Walters. Froggy Walters. Froggy Walters. I thought was the fun. Every time anyone said Froggy Walters, I was like losing my shit. I don't know why <laughs> I thought that was so funny. How long did you have to stay in those positions? Like you just. As long as you could. They were just, oh, okay. my doula was really trying to get things to progress, but yeah. not make me uncomfortable. So that was hard because the peanut ball, I eventually was like, no more, no more peanut ball. Was like, anything, nothing hurt. was working? Like nothing was helping? No, nothing was happening. So by about midnight, I was still only three centimeters dilated. But then we, the Pitocin at that point, I think it was like around a 16, 18. So it started to get more intense for a while. And I thought, I started thinking, okay, I'm probably going to give birth like early Tuesday morning. And so what I kind of got in my head because contractions were picking up a lot. 
And we started um, trying all these things, sitting on the exercise ball, started walking the birth unit, mm-hmm. just like doing the rounds. And that's when I, it was pretty painful at that point. Yeah. Like I was definitely contracting to the point where I couldn't talk. Mm. Um, and yeah, it started, it started to get really intense. I remember there was one point I was laying in the bed and I just started, I, it all hit me at once. And I was just sobbing, like uncontrollably sobbing, but it was mostly happiness. I remember looking at Josh and just had this moment of like, I can't believe we're here right now. That's crazy. We were high schoolers like yesterday. Oh my and now God, we're here. So sweet. <laughs> Cry again. God, that's kind of a surreal thing ever. I will never waiting, forget like, that moment. She's literally in your body like yeah. a few inches of flesh away from being yeah. right in you. I know. It's like just in your like, arms. It's, un- it's like so surreal that you can't even, you almost can't even process what's really happening. Oh my to God. You. Even, like, to, even today, fuck. right? Like yeah. it's just so kind of a mind fuck where you're like, oh, wow, like is. this was... This, she was inside of me. Constantly. Like, I made her. It's so the weirdest thing. That's insane. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, I remember. Oh it was probably about 1 a.m. and I was laying there and um, I was I was really, the pain was starting at that point. But yeah. Josh was just standing, sitting over me and like smiling. And I remember the moonlight was coming in and he just looked like so happy and Aww. I just lost it. I was crying so hard. I remember my doula asked me if I wanted to talk about it. She's like, do you want to like process your emotions and talk through them? And I was like, no, I can't even speak. It's going to make it so much worse. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, she, sounds, she was, I met her. She was so nice. Yes. I actually definitely want to give a shout out to Carly Bond. I will have her information linked below. She, oh my gosh, this angel of a person. And in general, I think people should look into having doulas because I will never give birth without a doula. She was just so amazing, like such a great support. It was like me, her and Josh were this little team. Yeah. And she was with me every step of the way. So comforting, like giving me little massages, talking me through everything, like just the most comforting. It's so nice and, to have. Yeah. And for Josh, too. Yeah, I bet. Because at some points he was really anxious or yeah. like he started getting worried and she was able to talk to him and say, hey, this is normal. This is I've seen this happen before this, you know, whatever it was, she was able to, you know, really comfort us both and had constant ideas of ways that we could like kind of go do something else. So it doesn't feel like you're just laying Lay. there waiting. Right. You know, she had all these different exercises and tools and a TENS device that's good for your... I ended up not using that, but I know a lot of people that's super helpful. Now, was she there literally from start to finish? So she came in, was there when we checked in, okay. kind of got us settled, then went home for the night. Got it. Then came back, was with me most of the day, went home again. And she just had a baby, so she had to like oh, wow. pump and bring milk home for her baby and you know, sleep a little bit. And then she came back again at, towards the end. So it's okay. like three different times that she came and went and she would bring us like smoothies and that's so, so awesome. It was really nice. Um, so yeah, around, you know, we walked around. I remember I had a little snack and then, <laughs> so when they first gave me the IV, Ugh. it was oh, yeah. really bad. I had to have it in my wrist and it was right on that joint. Ugh. So Ooh, I couldn't so bend my, and it was so uncomfortable, dude. I cannot even tell you. I don't oh, know what God. it was. It was so painful, and I kept telling them, and they were like, we can take it out, but then we have to re-put it in. It probably won't feel much better. I mean, IVs just well, don't feel great. Why weren't they doing it in your in your arm? I think, well, I don't have the greatest. I have pretty deep veins, uh-huh. um, but I think they actually don't do it there normally because you need your arms. And like, okay. You know, 
I thought they had on the top of your hand you a can, lot. You can do that too, but that's Man, sometimes that more sounds, painful. See, awful. I, yeah, Ugh. because like for me, I can't, I can't do in my, I can't do IVs in my arm because I have like no veins, like they're not visible at all. So I always get them, I always get them through my hand. I've gotten them on that my hand a few times. Awful. Yeah, I think actually the second time they put it in my hand because I was trying to get away with not having to have them redo it, but then it got to a point where it started swelling up. Uh, and it was like there was fluid uh, in the, the bandage around it. Oh, my God, dude. Oh. Yeah. So then this nurse oh. um, came in. It was kind of like their seasoned veteran nurse who had done it like a bunch. And she's like, I'll make sure it hurts a little less. <laughs> so this woman came in and she took it out of my wrist and put it in my hand on the other side. I'm pretty sure it was my hand. Yeah, it wasn't my wrist and it wasn't my arm. So it must have been my hand. And yeah, that shit hurts. Oh, my God. That was the one part where Josh almost said he passed out really oh, yeah there was, was a say, lot of blood i was, was gonna like, ask did jo- how is josh with like with that because i know he's usually pretty um like he's pretty fainty right yeah <laughs> i mean crazy. that was the one part where he was losing the rest of it he did great wow um, really proud of him i know i was proud of him too <laughs> i was nervous but yeah they moved it and then it's just so hard because you're so swollen too i was so swollen you guys i looked like shrek for real like my feet <laughs> my feet and my hands were shrek hands Oh 1,000. They were so puffy. Just, oh, my God. And they're, so like, pumping you with fluid, right. too. So your yeah. face is puffy. Like, everything is just, like, puffed up. <laughs> and so then putting it in, it was even more tender. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was all swollen. Yeah. So then um, things weren't. They came in and did a cervix check. And I think I went to, like, three and a half or four. And I was so frustrated at that point. Because that at that point, I was 24 hours in. Right. And, you know, I had this idea that she was going to be coming early Tuesday morning at the latest. And once that hit, I was pissed. <laughs> I was very stressed out. Um, so I took a little nap, tried to sleep. And my doula was sleeping and Josh was sleeping. So it was us three in the room sleeping. Did you have the epidural by then? No. Damn. Okay. Um, Got oh, it. wow. So it was early Tuesday. Yeah, this oh. was like probably three, four okay. in the morning gotcha. on Tuesday. Oh, God. So I woke up, I think, around four or five. Okay. And I was the only one up. Oh, yeah, that's Josh sucked. and the doula were sleeping, and oh. I just wanted to let them sleep, but I started spiraling. As soon as I was oh, alone, I, I was spiraling because I, I looked at the monitors, and I could see that contractions had slowed way down. Ugh. And then I started just getting to the point where I thought, this isn't going to happen. Like, they're going to have to send me home and then I'll come back and try again. And that's oh, what I really thought. Oh, no. That's what I really thought. And I, w- I started crying. I was so frustrated. And I texted you and Sydney. I remember that. I like, chat. woke up to that te- yeah. text. And I was like, oh, was my like, God. No. What did I even say? And you were yeah, just I'm, like, nothing, like, not dilated. Like, I'm so exhausted. Like, I'm I'm so, I feel this. so defeated. I don't know yeah. what to do. Defeated. Yeah. I remember saying that. That was how I, exactly I felt. Mm. I just thought it was never going to happen. <laughs> I went into the bathroom and then Josh like heard me go get up and go to the bathroom and he you know walked in there and that's when I told him I was like I think they're gonna send me home I just don't think this is gonna happen it's clearly nothing's working (laughs) um so then you know get back in the bed the doctors come in or the nurses and we started talking about like our options at that point um they didn't want to keep upping my pitocin to a higher level I don't know if it was because of blood pressure or maybe that's just rare to do Uh, instead they want to do a pit break so you take, you go completely back to zero and you do hours without it. And so then you really start, start again from two. Kind of like shock your body. Like, yeah. oh shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly right. Um, and then, yeah. So we did 
We did the pit break. I'm trying to remember how exactly things played out from there. We started the Pitocin back up at some point, but it wasn't long before they were like, oh, your doctor's here. If you want, she can come check, do a cervix check on you and then let you know what she wants to do from there. Maybe break your water. And at that point, I was like, mm, maybe they should just break my water. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came up, she checked, and I was still only like three and a half dilated. Like mm-hmm. nothing was happening. Time. Yeah. Mm. So she's like, we should just break your water. I was like, well, can I at least get breakfast or something in my stomach? And she's like, well, I've got a very tight schedule. So we're going to be breaking it right now. (laughs) And you can eat as soon as we're done. So Josh like ordered us McDonald's because their cafeteria, 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 cafeteria wasn't even open yet. So we had this like egg McMuffin waiting for me. And I was so hungry at this point. I'm 24 hours and I was barely eating it other than that, like carrots and hummus. Right. Um. So she broke my water and holy shit, things picked up so fast. Like it was shocking. I didn't even have time to eat. Did I could you not eat. feel like when she's breaking your water, does she use like her hand or a tool or do you not even know? Josh like- said it looked like a, a chopstick. <laughs> Did you feel like a gush? Yes. I felt Were like, you like, like you peed? Dude, way more than that. Was it like oh, oh, the like ocean came, came out? out of me. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> and they told me I had a ton of amniotic fluid. Interesting. Um, not to a dangerous level, because I think sometimes there is too much, and that's a cause of concern. But I did have a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was the weirdest feeling, because you, you can't control it. It's just all of a sudden happening. Yeah. It was like kind of, it kind of felt good in a way. It was like a relief. Yeah, totally. Like some of the pressure. Right. That makes sense. You know, exited. <laughs> so. Did it hurt like when <laughs> she was doing it, though? Like when No, she's, I she, thought it was going to, but no, it didn't. Like a For water me, balloon. it didn't. Yeah, she just. <laughs> It was quick <sighs> and all over the place. And I was like kind of embarrassed. I remember kept being like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm still leaking. I'm still because <laughs> oh it goes on for a while. Oh, I'm sure that's crazy. So then, yeah, contractions started like crazy after that. Dang. And, oh, my God, you guys, it is so much more painful. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody. I don't know how to talk about this. Just be honest, dude. It's painful. Okay? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Horrible. Like I thought. I have a high pain tolerance. I've had chronic illness. I've had chronic pain. And I've somehow made it through that. So maybe I just have this crazy pain tolerance. I started convincing myself, maybe I don't need an epidural. Maybe I just will be one of those people where I'm like, oh my God, it's fine. And then the baby comes out. (laughs) (laughs) I feel fine. No, not at all. It was so painful. And it got painful fast. Like I didn't make it much longer after they broke my water before I was like, get me. Does it feel like cramps like to the nth degree? But like the same sensation of like the really intense, like, and then you get like a little bit of relief and then like another one comes type of thing. Yes. But just like like that. But yeah, so much worse. Do they last longer than (sighs) like a normal, (sighs) than like an average period cramp? You can literally see it coming too on the monitor. So you're like, all right, bracing yourself. And then you just... And it was so quick in between. Uh, I kept feeling like, oh, I just need a break. Yeah. But you'd have like maybe a minute once it stopped before another one started. Um, was it like, would it like, if you were like standing up, would it like bring you to your knees kind of oh, pain? Oh, for sure. I could barely speak. I was moaning. I was just, oh. it felt good to just kind of go, oh. <laughs> Do you see people doing that? Yeah. Like, like I just went into this like trance where dang, I was like. That's wild. It was so painful. I was like. Like tunnel vision? How am I going to get. How am I going to make it much longer? So, yeah, I think a couple hours into laboring that intensely into serious, serious contractions that I ended up getting the epidural. Um, 
Because you're in active labor at that point? Or was yeah. that like just because there's. Well, it was in active labor since I think 1 a.m. or like midnight. The oh, when they before. Broke when the water? Like, before yeah. they took me off the Pitocin, I was in active labor and then it like. Oh, okay. Down. And then there's like another stage before. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. It was all such a blur. It was like pre labor. I remember Josh yeah. texting me about that. <laughs> yeah, I was in pre labor for I think 24 hours and then. Or maybe it was longer. I don't exactly remember, but. It was bad. It was very, very intense. So, you know, the anesthesiologist comes up and it's so crazy getting the epidural because, you know, you can't move oh when God. they're giving it That's to you. It's really fear. dangerous. They're inserting this into your spine. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And there's a catheter with it. So were you, you can feel that. Were you awake and were you awake oh, and well yeah. during this? Oh, yeah. Very awake. Not very Not well. Not very well. <laughs> awake and unwell. Very unwell. <laughs> <laughs> I was in so much pain and they... You can't move. So you have to hold still but while you're getting contractions. Yeah, don't they put it in during a contraction? I don't even know. How do they do that? Wish, your body's like... This is when I kind of wish Josh was here. I asked him if he wanted to join us. He said another time he would talk about it. But <laughs> I don't really remember if they like planned it around my... Yeah. I was in such a different place. Sure. I was gone. I was barely even opening my oh, eyes. Oh, my God. Um. And they were like, okay, yeah. So they wanted you to, they want you to bend over. And then she told me to try and look through my belly button, pretend there was a window there and look through at her. So like, imagine you're like completely crunched up. Yeah. And you're pregnant. So you're yeah, like, and you're pregnant. How do you yeah. even like do that? And you have yeah. to stay still and you're having contractions. Cool. And you know, a giant thing is going into your spine. Yes. Oh, okay, and it's cool. like, and, and if you, you move, that. then you, you'll be fucked up. Yeah. You could be paralyzed. <laughs> oh I mean, my God. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, I know for some people the epidural is like no big deal, not painful. For me, it was pretty painful. Ooh. Um yeah, not as painful as birth, but <laughs> shit is painful. It doesn't <laughs> feel good. The I remember thinking that the initial poke, they did like a numbing. Yeah. I thought that was it. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, sweet. That wasn't too bad. So right, I was like, all right, here it goes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, it didn't really numb much because I was gonna say, yeah, did it I don't know. I could feel the prick and then I could feel mm. the sensation of the catheter being fed oh down my, my spine. Oh my God. Kendall, that is outrageous. I know. That was outrageous, oh. right? I remember during that part really getting like, okay. this is fucking insanity. This is- and I'm leaking fluid. So I'm like sitting there and it's just still coming out all over the ground beautiful how yeah. humbling i know it, oh so i was like trying to apologize to people i kept being really weird about that i don't know why i'm sure that's so normal i just felt so, so embarrassed yeah, i'm sure that's normal and to them they're like dude we don't give a fuck no i know they did it yeah but i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm still leaking there's more coming i'm sorry <laughs> that's, oh were they like um, mopping it up or like yeah, wiping it yeah. <laughs> mopping it up. yeah they did and they had like a tarp literally when they broke my water yeah oh that's crazy. That's cool. so they really get it was. in. Yeah. So they yeah they're feeding the, the epidural in, and then that shit kicked in quick. That's Luckily, good. I went numb fast and like really numb, and it makes you super tired. So I was finally able to sleep, and that was so nice. Oh, oh my god, I was like, this epidural is my best friend. That was so definitely worth it. We'll do epidural again for sure. Yeah. Painful as fuck though. Yeah. But very worth it. Very worth it. Because <laughs> <Very worth it. laughs> yeah, it was a shorter amount of time compared to like the hours I had been contracting before that i was like oh finally some relief so then i couldn't feel anything and i was just watching my contractions happen and i'm like not feeling <laughs> Dang, a thing this is amazing wild. yeah it was great it was great um so i started napping that's nice you were able to sleep i was just so numb though 
How do you pee? Like if you have to have pee. a catheter. Oh yeah, they have to put walk. in a catheter. That's oh, the other thing. I was thing. gonna say, oh. how is that for you? Not good. They I know because I'm like, that. did they not wait till you were numb to stick it in there? No, they did, but I could still feel it. Oh, damn. Well, they, you you're never you're like vagina lips and like around there. That doesn't get numb. What? No. Wait. No, that's like that's why even yeah. if you have an epidural, you still feel the what they call the ring of fire, and that's like the stretching of the opening of the vagina. Oh my god! I thought that's what the epidural was for. Is that you don't no, it's feel for that. like contractions and like coming down the birth canal? But you feel the end of it. Some people, it's not that bad. Some people say they don't face. feel anything. <laughs> not the case for me. Well, and like <laughs> Shit, the level man. that you have it at too, right? Because that's also like, yes a thing. Exactly, you can have it, you know, at a certain Turn level. Open. So I had it all the way up at first, and I went so numb that I could. You could have literally put a nail through my thigh, and I would not have felt it, oh. and I could barely move. So it got to the point where they had to like help me roll over and I kept having to change positions because they kept losing Holly on the monitors and it was just that whole thing but I was like completely out of it at that point I was like ugh like zombie (laughs) I think I slept for like six hours or something that's really nice I pretty much went to sleep after that for the rest of the day do they um, do they like redose you with the epidural since it's already in there? Do, do you have just... a button you can redose oh, yourself. Oh shit! Yeah. It's constantly coming through though. And yeah. you can like give it like a lights up when it's when you it's can ready? press it and you can hit it again. Oh, yeah, sure. it is, it is constantly yeah. coming through on its own. But if you need a little boost or you want to, I feel like it's a lot of it's mental too. Like you just like want some more, right? <laughs> um. So yeah, I definitely hit my button a few extra times. Hell yeah, it's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was good shit. I was really enjoying my epidural, <laughs> bestie. <laughs> I was like not you ready to start pushing. I was like, let's just keep just keep sleeping. Let's just keep sleeping. an hour more. One, ten more minutes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Let's see. So we started talking about, or they came in and they they checked me after I woke up, and I was nine centimeters dilated. So I made all that progress, oh. like six centimeters Hell, or yeah. so, yeah. while I was sleeping through it. It's good so, shit. Yeah, the epidural. Thank you, modern medicine. Shout I out. was able to just sleep through all of that. I can't imagine how pain, how much more painful it would have um, gotten. Okay, really imagine. Can't even imagine. Imagine we were two hundred years in the past. How yeah. would you have oh done this? Oh my god! People have been just I don't know. under a tree pushing out that a baby. That is something that I have thought about so much since ha- giving birth. Is the amount of women who have done this with nothing still do to this day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But women that didn't have a choice whether or not to have right. it before, right. or people that you know give birth on in the dirt like it's just women are so amazing yeah oh my god it's just it just i just had no idea dude i watched a lot of births i've i've said it before on the show i've watched so many births i've watched it since i was a kid had no idea what this was actually gonna be like <laughs> truly like you don't know no one can prepare you for it until you were in the thick of it for real so you know after a long day's work when you're tired and you're starving and you don't know what to cook for dinner it is so frustrating because you always have to figure out a recipe or maybe go to the store and get ingredients for your meal that night but with HelloFresh you don't have to worry about that because they send you farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep and now it is time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh And now HelloFresh is offering vegan recipes on the menu every week, made without animal products of any kind like dairy, meat, eggs, or honey. Enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls or spicy coconut curry stir fry. And HelloFresh works with your ever-changing schedule. Plans are flexible and you can choose your meals for the week, update your preferences, or change your delivery day all on the HelloFresh app. Last week, John and I made three delicious HelloFresh meals, one of them being edamame and cauliflower fritters with roasted broccoli slaw and sweet chili mayo. This was delicious. 
I never would have thought to take edamame and cauliflower and fry it up into like little pancakes almost. It was so good. The sauce was amazing. All the flavors were delicious. And that is why I love HelloFresh because they allow you to really get creative in the kitchen and use ingredients and cooking methods that you may not have already used. So go to HelloFresh.com slash SESH65 and use code SESH65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash SESH65 and use code SESH65 for 65% off plus free shipping. So when I was 12 years old, my mom brought me to the mall to get my ears pierced. And I know so many people have similar stories and a memory, but if you look around today, it may seem like a tattoo parlor is your only option to level up your ear game. There's not many places that specialize in piercing. And if that's not your thing and you want a grown-up alternative to the traditional piercing shop, then check out Studs. Studs is reimagining the piercing experience each and every year. Want to refresh your look with a new piercing or need pro styling advice? Shop online or stop into a Studs in LA, New York, Austin, Nashville, Miami, Boston, or Seattle with more coming soon. Want to get a new or even a first-time piercing but feel a little scared? Fear not. Studs only pierces with single-use needles, never guns, so it's way safer and better, especially for advanced piercings. Studs earrings are made from high-quality materials which won't turn your skin green, plus they're lightweight, durable enough to wear all the time, and you can even sleep and work out in them. And that is absolutely true. I have been wearing my studs earrings for the last two months. I barely ever take them out. Um, in fact, there's one pair that I just keep on all the time. I shower them, sleep with them. They're so comfortable. They are my favorite earrings right now, and I mean that. And studs has over 250 styles of hoops, huggies, studs, cuffs, dangles, and they pierce way more than just lobes. So it's easy to create a statement look or something you keep in every day starting at just $10 per earring. And right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to www.studs.com sesh. Go to studs.com sesh for 20% off your first purchase. That's studs.com sesh. So what's next? Oh, yeah. So I was nine centimeters dilated. And they're like, okay, we can start pushing What time soon. was that? About like seven? I'm going to say like five or six. PM? AM. So she was, born, she was born at 8.50. So yeah, it was around mm-hmm. like five something that we started talking about pushing. And then they're like, we can do practice pushes. So, um, and that just the nurse is there for that. Mm. Doctor doesn't need to come until it's like about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I remember I got actually laid on my side, which was really nice. Another reason why I loved having my doula is she really, even though they were kind of trying to push me to do the natural lay on your back, I guess it's, easier for them that way or faster i'm not really sure why but that's the way they always go to Mm -hmm. but i felt more comfortable laying on my side Mm. so i started pushing like that and i remember the most surreal thing was right when i started like immediately we were just doing the the practice ones right they told josh to look and he was like, I can see her hair. Oh my Shut the fuck up. Like wait, like coming out? Yes. She was like up there and they they like yeah, yeah. yeah. Spread, it spread it open and let him peep in there with a little flashlight and he could see her hair way up at the top of the birth canal. Oh Damn, my God. That has got to be wild. That him. was the, and wow was for like, me. Oh, it was like, oh my, I got the, That moment, I was like, wow, there's really a baby com- like coming out. This is insane. Dude, wow. Holy shit. Did you feel? Didn't, did they like let you? Put your, yeah, like no, your because I down. could feel, well, at that point I still had my epidural like cranked all the way. Right. So I couldn't really feel much. And so pushing was pretty easy. And I was like, this is nice. Like this isn't too bad. Um, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to move into real pushes, which was nothing different than the practice ones. It was, you know, the same thing. Um, and then at some point she was like, you know, 
might be better for you if you can feel a little bit more because I was so numb I couldn't even hold my legs up. And that way you know when to push and you can feel your contractions because you really want to push with those or else you can tear and whatever. So I agreed. (laughs) So turn it down. Yeah. She said we can turn it down from a 10 to a 7. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's whatever. Let's do it. She's like really suggesting it to me. She's like, you still won't feel a lot and it'll be fine. So we do that. And then that's going great. We were like an hour into that. And they said we can turn it down even more. And I said, sure. So she called the anesthesiologist and he was like, no, (laughs) trust me. Like she's already going to feel a lot at the seven. Like it's already pretty low. Um, if she wants to not feel things, don't put it any lower than that. God bless him. I know. God, because shortly after that, I swear, guys, I think it wore off. I'm pretty sure it was pretty much gone because I got up and was like walking around as soon as I gave birth. So yeah, you were. It was insane. And I felt a lot. (laughs) It was so intense. I can't even describe this moment. Do you like like, feel like the phantom pain now? Like that it's passed (laughs) over now? Like when I think about it, like it's just so insane. I mean, it started to feel like just the amount of pressure is so much pressure and you feel like you just want to push, but you're also getting exhausted. Yeah. So I pushed for a total of like two hours and 15 minutes wow. or something. Oh. Um, And yeah, by that last 30 minutes, it was, I was, yeah, a different, in a, a different, different world, world for sure. Ugh. Like barely remember there was a baby involved in any of this. Just trying to survive. Damn. <laughs> I really uh-huh. felt at some points like I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I like, need to stop. All of you, get out of here. This is over. <laughs> I'm tapping We're out. We're canceling this. <laughs> We're done. Um, and I kept asking for breaks, and they were like, no, we can't stop. Like, at pause, one point, pause. I was trying to stop, and she was, like, in the birth canal, like, about to come out. And, yeah, Josh was watching the whole thing. He was just so, it was so great having him down there. Like, yeah. I was very nervous about that. I always said, I want him above the shoulders. He's not going to look. Yeah. But I'm so glad he was there because he was coaching me and telling me like it, you're getting closer you're doing you're making progress right. and so i nothing. felt like exactly um so that was really helpful he would kind of like and he would tell me i can see this i can see that and yeah it made me work harder did they, did you use a mirror at all or like feel down there no when she was- i felt you did i didn't use the mirror they offered and i thought that's gonna send me over the edge mentally if mm-hmm. i see it it's gonna freak me out can totally. you see the reflection though like from the, the yes. light yes we had kind of the same lights we have here like the um Fluorescent. Fluorescent, like the uh, glass. Is it like the dentist lights that they put in your face where yeah. you can kind of see the reflection yes, in that? you can yeah. see yourself, but like not too much. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So I could see that, which was cool. because uh, So I kind of could see what was going on. And I was able to watch her come out through that, which was cool. But it wasn't too much. Sure. It, was just, it was just the right amount of... But I but, did yeah. feel. She was like, do you want to feel it? And I stuck my finger down there and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> no. I was literally like... <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. I mean, it yeah. feels fucking gross. I can't imagine. Weird. That's gotta like, be whack. That man. is, yeah. Like her head, like you felt yeah. her oh, head. furry head. Yes, oh. I can feel her head, and that man. was just. I was like, what? it felt like an alien was like coming out of totally. me. It was so crazy. It was so wild. So, oh were you in God. like the stirrup position, or, or were you laying down on I your side? I was laying on my side for the first hour, and then the doctor started getting kind of like annoyed because she was like, "This is making it take longer." Like. <laughs> flip around her back and so finally I agreed and then one thing that me and my doctor did was this tug of war which was so interesting she tied she had two sheets she tied them like into ropes and she held both of them and then I held the other ends and we did tug of war and it kind of helps you to 
because you really have to like push up over your belly and like curl up into like a C yeah. to get that to really push her out under the pubic bone. That so that's sense. the hardest part is getting them past the pubic bone. Oh yeah, that's what you're damn. Saying. Yeah, and that, which that is like I don't even understand. I can't even picture that. Yeah, really. I don't know, man. So how much longer after like you know like you touched her or whatever did she, till she was there? Um, once I well probably like thirty minutes later she was oh, out okay. after I touched her. Um. But yeah, that I swear that's when it started to just really wear off or I started getting close to crowning. And then once I was crowning, I mean, it was very peaceful leading up to this. Like the first hour and a half of pushing was painful, but it was peaceful. And like Josh and I had this special playlist and all these special songs were coming through. And it was very like, were you pushing to the music? And relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. I made this <laughs> playlist ahead of time. Um, and oh, oh, I did want to say this. When I first started pushing i think we listened to rainbow which was kind of my song the whole mm. pregnancy mm-hmm. um rainbow by casey musgraves it's a song about basically after the storm the rainbow comes like Katy perry you know what i mean <laughs> um but that was always kind of my song about the miscarriage and there was another there was a point when josh and i were traveling in january we were in mexico and i thought i was having another miscarriage and luckily i wasn't and then we were in the pool at this hotel and Rainbow came on and it was kind of like always my mm. song. So we had that. And while that song was playing, my doctor came in and she she goes, there's this huge rainbow oh outside. <laughs> and I just lost it. I oh. was, oh my God, I was crying. Oh. So, like we both were just <laughs> so sweet. crying. It was so beautiful. But yeah, that last 30 minutes is where it started getting gnarly. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's beautiful until now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, get her out. I, I think at one point I was literally screaming like, get her out. Oh my God. <laughs> it was Damn. Like, it was so insane. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt a lot. I felt a lot. Um, and I was crowning for 10 minutes. Was oh. that a long time? So. Yes. Damn. It got like stuck there and I couldn't even... That's where I like lost all my energy. She was like, you need to keep pushing. And I was like, I literally can't. And I was crowning at that point. What the fuck, man? And then they start, she started like kind of sticking her fingers in there to like help pull her cheeks out because her cheeks were so big. They were like getting stuck on the way out. (laughs) And you can, that's what I was, I think that's what hurt the most is her like putting Mm. her fingers in there because it felt like, I felt like she was like digging around in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) It was like so... It was so much pressure, dude. Damn. And then while I was crowning, I was convinced mentally that I had torn up and down. And like, I Around. thought she actually did an episiotomy. I think it's called. Yeah. My mom had one of those. Where they cut it. Where they have to cut. Oh. Um, and I just was convinced because it felt like I had one hole. Oh, <laughs> That's what the pressure felt God. like. I was like, they absolutely God bless. cut it. That's definitely what happened. Oh. But no, it was just that stretched out. And for 10 minutes. But luckily, the bonus of that was because I was stretching for so long, it allowed my body to stretch slowly and I didn't tear at all. I didn't get yeah, a single tear. Hallelujah. Which, yeah, ended up being so worth it. And I'm glad I turned down my epidural as painful as that was yeah. because the recovery for me was a little easier because I know. And oh my gosh, women who have to then deal with the tears, I feel so bad. That would be, oh, so painful mm. it's already painful enough just recovering from the stretching i can't imagine adding stitches down there oh, and, my god mm. oh my god so yeah crowned for 10 minutes and then she finally came out that was it <laughs> <laughs> the end, <bye. laughs> no but i i could see in the the reflection on the ceiling her 
flying out and all this fluid came out with her. Did you know, like, were they like, okay, this is the last push. Like, yeah. this is one more. She's out, well, dude. Josh told me that like three times. Oh, no. He's like, one more. And he's like, okay, one more. <laughs> but yeah, I think the last three pushes, he thought it was going to happen. And then it just kind of randomly does. Like, you almost can't even tell. And then they just kind of shoot out. You know, once wow. they're past that, the head, the right. biggest part of their head, then yeah. they all just kind of slide out. Ooh. So she just came Ooh. flying out. And they put her on me and I was so distracted by like my own pain and feeling like, oh my God, I just survived this. That yeah. it was like incredibly surreal. And I know a lot of women feel almost like dissociation when they place this baby on you because it is the trippiest thing you've ever experienced. I mean, <laughs> and when she it's first came like out, out of body. Oh, it was. It was. And I was watching the video back of her being born, which is the most beautiful thing. You've got to see it sometime. I really want to see I'll it. I'll show you guys. Okay. Not all of you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was very beautiful, though. And Josh was just, I love watching Josh. And it. it was filmed from behind. So oh, okay. you can't really see anything. But you see her coming out. And um, she actually didn't cry for the first, like, 15 seconds. And they, they looked worried on the video. They looked like they were rubbing her back. Yeah. But when it was happening, I didn't even know. Right. So I was in such a daze that, I was just so, I couldn't believe there's this being. Like, I remember her looking at me, her eyes, and just thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, where did you come from? Yeah, who are you? And she's looking into my eyes, and it was just this, I can't even describe it. I was hysterical. It was the most beautiful moment, for sure. And she started crying. She was completely healthy, and they left her right on my chest, which was so nice. They really changed the way they do that. Like, yeah. So when they like, do they, do they put her right on your chest? As soon as she comes out, they just yes. plop her on for like yep. bonding. Yep. Okay. Right away. All the, all the, the nastiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They kind of like wiped her down a little bit, but she came out really clean, surprisingly. Um, and it was just, I just, I don't know. It, it went by so fast. It was just the most intense moments of my life. Like holding her like feeling her arms and i remember looking at her tiny little fingernails and it was just like <laughs> she is a, a person like she's yeah. gonna have this whole life and i remember the first thought i had was she is going to teach me so much oh my god <laughs> stop it i don't even know where that came from but i just so thought sweet. like we're gonna teach each other Aww. we're gonna be such influential beings for each other Aww. i know that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> It's it like kind of like you crazy. It's like you made your best friend. Oh I feel, my you know what I mean? It really was. It was like that. That was just But the fact that like you know, at first she's literally just a thought like, "Oh, let's have a kid." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get pregnant and then there's like a little seed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like slowly growing for 10 months mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it comes out and it's a full ass human. Mm-hmm. It's just like not even attached to you anymore. Yeah. Yep. And they're just looking at <laughs> and you. And they're just like breathing. Yeah. And they just like know what to do. And they're like this stranger, but also this person you feel like you've known That's forever. So... Like you just have this. And they're literally part of you. Yeah. Your DNA. Yes. Like, and your partner. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just, oh my gosh. That's it was crazy. so wild. It was really did just Josh so intense. cut the cord? Yes, he did. And I don't even, I barely remember that. Yeah. I was in such a daze for like 30 minutes. I was just hysterically crying, like barely could see what was going on. Um, and they, they leave them. Well, at my hospital, they left her on my chest for as long as I wanted. They were like, let us know if you want us to take her and weigh her and whatever. But like you do you. And yeah. so she was with me for a really long time and she never left our hospital room, which was so cool. Cause back in the day they would take them to the NICU or, and like, sometimes they have to like the nursery yeah. or something. Yeah. And that's gotta be hard. Um, but she was able to stay in her room the whole They You know, they brought 
stuff in there to measure her and do her tests and yeah. whatever her eye cream and yeah. all that <laughs> um i'm trying to think of what it was even next well i remember such a blur from there because you gave birth at what time Eight fifty. i think i came in the room like an hour later like maybe around like 10 o'clock and she was still on you and i remember asking yeah. you because she was like naked with a yeah. little blanket and yep. i was like have they taken she's like you were like no that she literally has not left my chest at yeah. all she was still yep. there yep yeah Which i don't even really remember cool. like how lo- how long after what time did you guys come well i okay so i've been waiting all that day and i was like getting worried and then josh is like okay it's all good it's time to push like we're starting to push and so i'm like sitting around for like an hour it turns into an hour and a half and i'm like starting to get weird thoughts of like what happened like i don't oh, know it's no. been like an hour and a half and I was talking on the phone with Sydney and I was like, yeah. dude, what do I do? And you were like, dude, just go to the hospital. Like, just get, cause I was like so antsy just sitting in my room. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't want to bother them, but I'm like getting weird. And I was like, I don't want to text them. I know that as soon as they have a moment to text me, they <laughs> right. will. I'm like, yeah. it's not about you, Janelle. So I'm like, okay. So Sydney's like, just go in the car and go down there. So John and I like hop in the car and I still didn't know anything, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to show up. And so, like halfway getting to the hospital, I get a text from Josh, and he's like, "She's here!" And like sends me a picture. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then we get to the hospital, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm not gonna like bother them or anything, so I'll just like chill." Then for some weird reason, they say that because it was kind of late at that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, "If they, you know, want me, then I'll come in. If not, then oh well, at least I know where to go for tomorrow." So John yeah. and I are just like chilling in the parking lot. And I was talking to Annalie Kendall's sister and she was like, yeah, I'm talking to Josh. Like, I don't know. It seems they seem like pretty tired. I don't know if they want visitors. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I totally get it. And so I was about to leave. And then Josh texts me. He's like, oh, well, you you can come visit if you want. And I was like, I'm, Bitch, already, I'm, already, in the, I'm already in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, he was I'm like, Janelle's out in the parking lot. <laughs> I knew what floor you were on and I knew that you were facing the mountains. And so because of that, I think I picked your room. I was like looking. I was like, yeah. there's a light there. And I was like, I was like, John, that doesn't that look like Josh walking around? He's like, yeah, that is Josh. So we were like, literally like spying on you guys. <laughs> Did he have binoculars? <laughs> no, I should have. Though. That is so funny. And yeah. I was like, well, actually, I'm already here. So I'll be up in 15. Yes. I remember Josh saying that like, Janelle's outside. Do you want her to come up? And I was like, yeah, anyone can come up. Anyone's welcome. Um, yeah, yeah. I like wanted everyone to just see her and be there. And it was so nice. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Josh cut the cord. Mm-hmm. Then you guys came, I think, shortly after that. Yeah, like an, I was even still in the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I... So, I started walking, like, two hours after. Yeah, because, well, I had come. You were still in the bed, and I asked her. I was like, have you gotten up? And you were like, no. Literally, she's been on me the whole time. And then I remember they were like, let's have you go to the bathroom. And so, we left the room and kind of waited in the waiting room again. I think while you went to the bathroom, they like swaddled her and then gave her to Josh because we came back in and then Josh was holding her and you were standing up. (laughs) This bitch is standing, literally like just like swaying back and forth, like no big deal, like hair in a bun, like looked like you literally had obviously just birthed a human. And it was, I was, I just remember standing there like... Are you good? Sure you sent me a photo of her too. You're like, she's standing yeah. up. And I, I was, was like, like are you okay? You're like, yeah. And you were wearing this gown. I was like, you got anything under the gown? And you're like, no, I'm literally naked under here. And I was like, how are you standing? Nothing's like coming out. Nothing's happening. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I think maybe because I didn't tear, I was able to comfortably stand. I and I think, I mean, the epidural was completely worn off at that point. So I remember you telling me like, well, I've been laying forever. Like it feels yeah, good to it, stand oh, up. It felt really good to stand up. It felt good to go to the bathroom and just like 
you know, get out of the bed. Totally. Um, yeah, it was my sister, her boyfriend, my dad, um, his wife, Janelle and John all came. So it was a big group yeah, in was. that room. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It was just standing around me and I'm like, were my boobs out? No. Yeah, your are boobs you sure? Are out. Yes. I'm pretty sure I remember one of them being out. No. no. One of them. Not that I remember. And I was watching. I was like, she's not going to want her boob out. So I was like, I'll make sure to cover the... So and I was then like, trying to point, breastfeed and everyone's in there. No, you know, you were pretty covered. And then I remember at one point, like, because you obviously didn't have any pants on, so you had, like, a blanket. And then, like, the sheet kind of, like, tucked, like, was, like, the side of you was a little bit showing. So I was like, I, like, ran up there and, like, tucked it into you. And I was like... <laughs> Thank <"Jesus."> you. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. I just didn't give a shit about anything. No. Honestly. Of course not. Mm-mm. I just, I like, just remember being, like, mind blown. She was just, like, this little naked baby under a blanket mm-hmm. doing chest to chest with you. And I was standing there, like holy fucking shit she literally is a mom like it was the craziest (sighs) that's what i was like and i can't it was one of the most most surreal moments of my life and i wasn't even like it wasn't even my kid i literally cannot imagine well someone you grew up with like the first kid in the family blew my mind like i was literally i just remember standing there like speechless and then afterwards i was like dude she's literally standing up john's like is that normal like she's a beast to just be like standing up and hanging out with us i was like i know i don't know why it felt so good to walk around it was nice um yeah just it was wow god that day I'll never forget it, man. It really is the best it day. Crazy. Like better than my wedding day, which sounds so weird. It was no, so it painful, but it was like you literally magic. met your daughter. It was magic. I mean, that's yeah. pretty magical. Yeah. It's like to give a birth to a whole human being. It's pretty magical. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Oh, one thing I remember, I was really mad because I went to the bathroom and they have to like teach you how to make your pads a goal, which is oh, like, yeah. a pad <laughs> that's what they call it. It's like a pad with an ice pack. And then you like That's spray cool. lidocaine on it and spray witch hazel and put pads like it's like a little subway sandwich of wow. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's a whole process. Um, hemorrhoid cream, all the things. Hell yeah. Yeah, you get hemorrhoids. Ooh. Super fun, guys. Never Sounds- had experienced that in my life. Not great. And oh. I went through my whole pregnancy without having it. But then birth. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. yeah. You're pushing pretty hard to not get one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I was in there and they were teaching me how to do all that, I came out and Josh was already holding the baby. Oh. And I was like, people, of course, <laughs> while I'm in the that. bathroom, yeah. I wanted to see him hold her for the first time. And I remember being kind of ticked off because the all the nurses were great other than that one lady. And then the the baby nurse, she was kind of like, I aggressive. remember her. Yeah. She was a little like she'd been doing it a long time. Yeah. And she was very much like it was her job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Did you sleep at all after that that night? Oh my gosh, barely. I was so excited. Yeah, I bet. She like but you're like on slept a total in high. a little, you know, little cart nursery bed thing, yeah. bassinet on wheels <laughs> yeah. next to my bed. And just all night I was getting up and then and she'd kind of like make these little noises. I was just any little noise would wake me up for sure. Yeah, I remember trying to sleep and then just nah. Have you screw it? Before, I was so excited. Before baby, are you were you a heavy or pretty or light sleeper? Like, would you... Oh, I'm a heavy sleeper and I'm still a heavy sleeper. Okay, cool. Not not changed. Mm-hmm. Cool, perfect. I went through like a light sleeping period when she was first born, but now I'm still a heavy sleeper. Okay, nice. no, that's perfect. That's amazing. <laughs> There's been some nights where I've like slept through her, like she'll start crying and Josh will like have to wake me up because I missed it. <laughs> She's I'm, right next I'm a really heavy sleeper for real. Um, But yeah, those first couple weeks though, you're so anxious. Right. It, totally. I was just like on guard, ready to go at any time. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that was that. Um. The first 24 hours with her was so great 
my sister came and visited. My dad came and visited. You're still in the hospital at this point. Yep. Yep. Um, it was just very surreal, you know, really spending that quality time with her. She never left the room, which was so nice. Um, we actually opted to not give her a bath because I had a friend tell me that the coating that they come out in is really good for their skin. And she was so clean looking that I was like, I guess we can just skip the bath. So we didn't do that. And then, um, yeah, about 24 hours into that, um, we started realizing that she was looking a little yellow. Mm -hmm. And so that happens. It's kind of interesting how it all works, which I really wish someone would have explained this to me ahead of time. But because I have I have um, a negative blood and my daughter has um, a positive or something positive. We okay. have opposite blood types. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, uh, I'm going to sound stupid. I don't really know exactly how this works. <laughs> it's been a little while since I looked all this up. But basically, it's harder for them to get rid of this like bilirubin is bilirubin, what it's called. Yeah. called. yeah. And it's like. Um, basically blood cells from your body that they have to like process and get out. It's harder and you can end up, your baby can end up with jaundice if you have this opposite blood type thing. So mm. obviously they knew that I have RH negative blood ahead of time. So I wish someone would have told me that this could have happened um, because I don't know, maybe we would have supplemented with um, donor milk or formula because hmm. I don't think she was getting enough because they basically have to eat as much as they can so they can poop out the Got belly ribbon. Interesting. And so like 24 hours after she was born, we were still dealing with this belly ribbon thing and she was starting to look really yellow and that's when they told us like, we think she has jaundice and we're going to have to keep you longer another 24 hours and she'll have to go under these these like UV lights. Um, which like a little suntan it's bed. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> This happens to so many people. It's very common. But when you're very emotional and you've just had this little baby, anything that they tell you that's not completely normal yeah. like, sends you over the edge. So it's very, very emotional. And while so she had to be under these lights and we could only take her out for 30 minutes every three hours Aww. for 24 hours. And that's really hard. You yeah, just have this baby. You yeah. want to hold them and... Right. Like, they, she couldn't even be swaddled because she had to be under the lights. And at first they have these like synapses where they brain synapses so they oh. literally move yeah they like do these little jolting movements and it wakes them up and that's why you swaddle a baby so that they can they're not like waking themselves up going she kept going like this is it almost <laughs> i wonder if it's like you know like when we're sleeping and sometimes yes. we have that like that's exactly what it is okay yep that's what she was having but all the time so she right. kept waking herself up and like we couldn't swaddle her couldn't pick her up and she's just like under these little lights now, you guys, they had brought the lights into your room, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then... Oh, sorry. No, you're good. So, we stayed an additional... Let's see. She was born Tuesday night. We didn't leave till Friday morning. So, we stayed another Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And, yeah, it was long. We were in the hospital a long time. Yeah. Which, looking back, I, w I think we were anxious to get home. But also, it was really nice having that button there that if mm. anything goes wrong i can press this button and a bunch of nurses are going to be in here in two seconds right and, and in that way, was kind of nice it is like you know not obviously it's not free because you pay for, to be in the hospital mm -hmm. but it's like you know you have to get a little extra time with like learning things or yes you yeah. can, if you extra need to like you said if you need yeah. to ask anything you're they're right there and that's what people kept texting me like my mom was like 
you're going to want this. This is good. Looking back, like you probably want to get home now, but having that support there was really nice. And they were able to teach us so many things. We got more nurses and every nurse had like a new tip or like something useful for us. And, they've all been through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Times. So we had to move rooms, which was, you know, kind of annoying. At one point we had to move into a different room, but we were there a long time. Mm-hmm. So we moved into like a super, super tiny room. We could barely like get around the bed. It was crazy small. Um, And then, yeah, they finally let us go. She passed her test and, you know, we had to bring her back to the doctor a few days later and make sure she was still good. And then if not, we'd have to do more lights. But we ended up not having to do any more. She was able to get all the bilirubin out and her skin went back to like a normal shade because, yeah, she was like yellow Mm. Um, and her eyes were yellow. And Mm -hmm. it was a little scary at the time. Jaundice is scary. It is. Even in even I can't even imagine in kids, but like in adults, it's scary. Yeah, I can imagine in babies exactly so she had the cute little glasses on though. i know i know so they had they put this like foam thing over her eyes that looked like a little raccoon mask oh. and then when you take it off there was literally like a tan line <laughs> so was it like the tanning glasses kind yeah of? <laughs> like there's actually a picture i posted i think to instagram because this this photographer that goes around to all the rooms came in and took pictures of her and you can literally <laughs> see like her little eye mask line. it's so cute she's like a little raccoon um so yeah we finally went home and then damn Bringing home your newborn, that's a experience all on its own. It's like next adventure. <laughs> now we're at home like, with her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did all the animals, intense. how were the animals like when you first got home? Were they kind of like, what the fuck is this? They were fine. I mean, the oh. cats, they don't care. They didn't give a shit. They never yeah. have given a shit. They still yeah. don't give a shit. The dogs, Bernie and Sadie knew something was like wrong. We didn't even have the the bigger dogs. We kept mm-hmm. them away from her the first couple of weeks. I was just so nervous. Yeah. Um, but the little dogs, they seemed worried about me and Josh. Like, what the hell happened to you? I think they felt like bad for us. Like they were like, Where have you guys been? Um <laughs> guess, it's okay. You guys smell like a hospital, man. They just seemed like so nervous and like they seemed literally worried about us. Aww. And then they were on their best behavior. Like I think I they were trying to make it that. better for us. I think That's they really adorable. were. Like Bernie normally he's very needy and like, you know. Like he just mess. was so like chill. He was like down for whatever, not barking to come on the bed. Normally he's like barking to get on the bed or he, if he's locked out of the room, he'll bark at the door and he, you know, he just wasn't doing any of that. He was just being really good and Sadie, same thing, just super chill. Oh, um, that's so cute. So yeah, that was nice. They, they adjusted really well and I was very worried about Bernie from the beginning that he was going to be the one to like go crazy with jealousy and like jump off the deck. <laughs> just lose his mind. <laughs> But no, he's been great and he still is. He's like, he's like her little nanny. I mean, wherever she is, he is. He's always following her around. He likes to sit right where she is when she's feeding. He's so gentle. He's licked her cheek a few times. It's the cutest thing. And then our big dogs have been great with her too. Um, my bigger dog Oakley's like kind of like whatever about her doesn't really have much interest. But my other dog Lucy's, (laughs) she'll sit there and look like she's kind of guarding. And it's really sweet. It's adorable. Yeah. So all the pets have adjusted really, really well. Bunnies at all. Yes, I actually have a picture. <laughs> Were they you can like put this one on the screen? Did they react at all? Like, no, no. I yeah. don't think the bunnies can like tell. Yeah, I would assume not. They're probably like, oh, little human. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, here's a picture of her riding Aria. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you see oh that? my god. We'll put it that on the screen. So cute. Yeah, yeah. send that to me. Yeah. That's yeah. so They're funny. Cool. Yeah. So. How were the first few days being at home? Like, was that, was were there stressful. any like moments or like just in general? It was just, I don't know how to describe it. Postpartum is its own thing. And I really, this almost needs its own 
full episode talking about postpartum. It is so intense. And I think more women should talk about it. Um, it's something I feel like people feel kind of like embarrassed about or guilty that they had a, a difficult time when they just had this baby. And sure. you can have some weird thoughts and crazy emotions. I mean, it is the biggest hormone crash. I think I've heard before that it is more of a, in, a hormone drop than menopause is. I would think, well, menopause doesn't happen overnight. Birth does. Right. right. You and know? this is just like, bam, and it hits you. And yeah. the first couple of days, I was just, every time I would look at her or think about her growing at all, I would just completely lose it. I was crying constantly. Like thinking of her growing up was just like devastating to me. And I could not even speak about it. If I started trying to say how I was feeling to Josh, I would just lose it. Aww. And it got to the point where he would ask me how I was doing emotionally. And I would be like, don't even ask me. <laughs> don't. I don't want to talk right. about anything. Because if I speak, I will cry. Like I was constantly on the verge of tears and I never really experienced that during pregnancy. So I thought like, oh, hormones don't get to me. <laughs> no, they fucking do. <laughs> I was so emotional all the time and for weeks and like I'm still am definitely still dealing with the postpartum stuff mm -hmm. like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Definitely have people have different degrees of severity. I've talked to a lot of people whose were like so much more intense than mine or lasted a full year. Mm -hmm. um, mine's really kind of cleared up, but God, I mean, it is it is so much more than I ever realized. And I instantly felt this like almost guilt for all the people that I know that have had babies where I haven't been there for them enough. I just thought like from now on, I'm going to be really there for people because I just did not understand what you're going through. Like I think oh, they have this cute baby. They're just in baby bliss. They're just all good, mm. all happy. Like, no, it is so intense. It is like the hardest time of your life and the best time of your life all at once. And I don't and know how to be so confusing that. too. Cause yeah, it you're is. like, wait, I'm, I'm thrilled. I've never loved yeah. anything more in my entire life. But also like, mm -hmm. I remember you telling me like, yeah, you're kind of in a way, you know, saying goodbye to your old life. And like, yes. you're, mm -hmm. you have said that you're a completely different person. Like, yeah. did you feel like you had to, in a sense, mourn that loss of like who, who yep. you were and what your life was prior mm -hmm. to being a mom. Yeah. It was like an immediate identity crisis, which I kind of had been experiencing throughout the pregnancy and felt like, I don't know, things were changing and the way people were interacting with me was different. And it was, you know, I had a lot of emotions through that as well. I did. Um, but just not as intense as this. This was like a huge realization of everything is different now and it will never, ever be the same again. And I have now been thrown into true adulthood. Mm. I thought I was an adult. I was not an adult. <laughs> like this is next. This is like adult level two. Yeah. <laughs> Expert level. You know, level. like I now, I mean, you go from just taking care of yourself your whole life, unless you, you know, take care of younger siblings or you're a caretaker, you know, every right. situation is different. But for most of us, we just are responsible for ourselves. We wake up in the morning, we eat our breakfast, we go to the bathroom, you take care of your own needs. And now someone else's needs are before yours. Right. So you're like learning how to adjust to that. You go through this whole period called matrescence and it's really intense. Like becoming a mother is an intense thing. I don't know how to explain it. And I just don't think women get nearly enough understanding for what that time is like. And then you're trying to breastfeed and trying to sleep and get used to this person who is waking. You have to wake up every we had to set our alarm for every two hours. And <laughs> that's just so weird at first. Totally. Like you know, you're just, oh, I can't yeah. even describe it. I was like a zombie, but a happy zombie, but a very sad zombie at the same time. <laughs> I got to the point where, especially in the weeks after, 
like probably the second week, third week, where I was having a lot of intrusive thoughts about like something bad happening to her. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people experienced this. I felt like I can't even like, I remember one night we were going to sit on the deck. It was like a beautiful evening. We were going to sit on the deck and just like have her. And I couldn't even sit out there because I kept feeling like, what if I go crazy and I throw her off the deck? Yeah. And it's like the weirdest thought. And I know it sounds insane. No, but but, people with intrusive thoughts get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't wanting to do that. Uh, No, but it was like, I felt like, what if I do? What if I lose control and I just throw her? Right. Or what if I drop her? Or like, what if I get upset and I shake her? I mean, they talked to you at the hospital about that. So that's Mm -hmm. like all these scary thoughts of I am responsible for this tiny little life and her. She's so fragile. And yeah, it's just it's very intense. So I had a lot of that kind of. And then I started having intrusive thoughts of like, Josh and I are going to what if we get divorced one day? Mm-hmm. And that was really weird. That was something I was not expecting. I had all these like doubts about our marriage all this time. Like, what if he doesn't love me after watching me give birth? Hmm. I kept thinking like, he's never going to want to have sex with me. He's never going to want to like, I don't know. He's going to just see me so differently now after yeah. seeing me that vulnerable. Everything's fucked. <laughs> That's kind of how I thought. That's really what I felt like. And I remember Josh would ask me again, like, are you okay? You want to, because he could tell I was just not myself. And yeah. I would just be like, I, I cannot speak to you about it or I'll lose my mind. And yeah, it was, it was like pretty dark. I just felt like, I don't know, man. It is, it is so strange. Like, I know there's so many people out there that get it, but it is wild. And, you know, if you know anyone who's just given birth, make sure that you really check on them. Like everyone checks on the baby. And that's one thing I noticed too is up until you give birth, everyone's very attentive to you. Even all the nurses, sure. your husband or, you know, your partner or whatever. And then you give birth and it becomes all about this baby. And of course yeah. you want that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of a shock. you're like, hey, what about me? I just pushed you her know? out. I just pushed yeah. her out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that was kind of an adjustment that I went from the nights leading up to giving birth. Josh was like giving me a massage every night. And like, it was a lot of special care. And then, you know, once she was born, it was all about her. And I was like, now, now she's the number one girl in his life. And I remember that made me feel kind of sad at the time. It was such an adjustment. Sure. And yeah, it's, it's really tough um, for, I know so many mothers and you're so overwhelmed. And I, I kept hearing, you know, it takes a village. They say it takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a kid. And it's so true. And you learn really quick. Like it puts into perspective everything in your life, everybody in your life, who's going to be a visitor in your village and who's going to be an actual like part of your village. And you start having to reevaluate so many relationships and so many, there's just, I don't even know how to explain it. There's so much that changes and your mind is like reforming into this new person that you are, that you just, I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. It is very intense. And if you're out there and you've given birth or you're going through this now, like I see you, it is hard. It is really hard. And then you feel guilty because you're like, I shouldn't be sad right now. I shouldn't be wanting more attention. I shouldn't be like feeling weirdly jealous of my baby. Yeah. But it's just like you cannot get control of your emotions. Well, in the it's way like that literally you're... you can't help it. Yeah. Like the mind is fucking crazy. And right. You, it doesn't even obviously, you know, postpartum is one thing. But I think you can relate in the sense of like just mental health in general like Mm -hmm. sometimes you just think things or feel things and you feel guilty for it and you're like confused why do i feel this way i shouldn't i have all these great things but something is off and it's like yeah sometimes there's really just no explanation for why you feel because the mind is fucking crazy and plus 
your hormones are like yeah raging yep. and your body's trying to get back to normalcy yep. and but and then recover. you're also right yeah yeah that's crazy and you're trying to get used to like this new version of you and this new baby and like get to know them and yeah it's kind of it really is such a wild experience i did not understand how intense the hormones would actually be um i definitely would say i'm not 100 percent back to my normal whatever if i'll ever be back to my old self again sure. um but i've i've made a lot of progress in the last few weeks and i'm feeling a lot better um but i i am going to seek out counseling mental health help at some point i think i need to kind of like get back to baseline sure um, and i think that's really important that you're acknowledging that versus just kind of being like because i think a lot of people sadly are like oh well let's just you know this yeah. is how it is now and yeah. it does i don't even matter it's about my kid yep and you know it's the old saying of like you really do have to put on your oxygen mask first in order to mm -hmm. help others to mm -hmm. some degree because if you're not able to be your best then you can't be your best for holly right you know? right right yeah that's what i've realized for sure like i need and having a baby definitely makes you want to be the best version of yourself kind of forces you to have to rise to a certain level you know and that's that's also a lot of pressure and that's intense and you feel like bad about yourself and can i even do this like there's so many times where i had feelings of like can i even do this can i even and i there's no getting out of this now right and it's like obviously i love my child and i know i don't have to say this like people understand what i'm totally. talking about but you do have feelings of like did i what did I get myself into? <laughs> this is fucking right. nuts. No, like, what's the return policy? Did I, yeah, did I make a mistake here? No, I feel I like definitely even didn't. just the, like, the fact that it's permanent, you know, yeah. like the finality of it, yeah. you can't help but be like, yeah. wait, what if right. I accidentally fucked this up? Like, did I do this at the oh, right yeah. time? Did yeah. I right. not wait long enough? Like, yes, I had a lot of that. Like, did I, did I do this too soon? Did I, like, end my youth? Mm -hmm. too soon yeah <laughs> sounds so depressing but like i mean there's times where you're sitting there it's like three in the morning you've got a pump two pumps on your boobs you're washing bottles in the sink the kids screaming in the other room you haven't slept in six hours like it is so intense that you you can't help but have th feelings of like oh my god what did Holy i get shit. myself into yeah. this is nuts um but yeah it it got better after a few weeks <laughs> once we got into a routine and i mean i'm lucky Ollie's sleeping like six to eight hours at a time now at night. That's um, amazing. Which is really rare. And I know so many people who do not have that experience. And I feel so bad for you because sleep deprivation is so awful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that first month or so was like. Zombie. And then Josh and I were like just not syncing up right because we were so tired. We sure. felt like we couldn't connect. We were just like two strangers with this baby. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that was also a stranger. We were just all in this room. We like lived in our room for the first two weeks. Man. <sighs> Yeah, but dude, I have to say, you and and Josh too. But seeing you with Holly, you are like a natural. Like, I oh, makes me want to yeah. cry because you are s such a good mom, like, and Thank you love you. her so much. Like, when we're here I at do. the office and you're just holding her in the conference room, like she, I can't even explain it. Just like seeing you there, taking care of her, like it's normal, like total natural. Mm -hmm. mm. It really all of a sudden came natural like for a while i felt like i was kind of like an impersonator in someone else's like i'm like yeah. acting like a mom and now i feel like a mom oh you like just seem like you're so in your thank zone you like do. oh my god like, that means so emotional you do. Thank you. there's like such a peace to like i mean obviously like you're very calm person before like you're very like peaceful mm -hmm. person before but now mm -hmm. there's like 
such a peace with you. Like you just have such a calming and such a like, really? Yeah, you just have such a, a like a so much softer like your aura and like yeah, just all really? everything. You just seem so much softer. Oh if my that god, was possible, I, you that seem a lot. This is and maybe you you're you could be like that's completely incorrect. But <laughs> in my opinion, you seem a lot more like calm about outside factors. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you're yeah. For like sure. when something goes wrong with work or whatever, it's a lot more like okay. How do we deal with it? Okay, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, you know I got I mean? like bigger fish to fry. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that in a way learn to roll with the punches? That's for sure. I was gonna say, do you think in a way like it made you kind of lose that like sense of not not lose like a sense control. of control, but like yeah. you are you're okay now with like mm-hmm. giving up some of that control and like totally. letting it letting the universe do what it does? Yes, I completely. And I think that's an interesting observation that you guys had because I never really thought about that, but that is very true. I've become so much more calmer just about like everything mm-hmm. um, outside. As long as like my baby's good and I'm feeling good, yeah. like, things are good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Um, yeah, because there's only so much you definitely learn. You can't control th- things when you have a baby because they're just, you know, you'll change their diaper and then they have a blowout two minutes later and like Same. things don't yeah. go <laughs> according planned. to your plan. Totally. You have to learn how to adjust to them. Like they're calling the shots for your whole life for a little while and it's just... Yeah, it's very intense. And then, yeah, breastfeeding, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. That is so much more difficult than I realized. And, you know, people always said how hard it is. And I've heard that, but I really didn't understand. Um, Breastfeeding can be very painful. It's very stressful. The first couple of days, my milk didn't come in for like five days. And we had to use, luckily, I had like gotten some colostrum ahead of time, which is like this. It almost looks like honey, mm-hmm. but it's like pre-milk kind of, and it's packed with, nutrients. you know, nutrients and antibodies and whatever. And so we were giving her that for a few days, which was nice. But then I had to use donor milk at the hospital, and I was really upset about that. Like I was very emotional about someone else's milk is feeding my baby because I can't. Mm. And that was like, I was really upset about it. And now looking at it, like more clear-headed I I see it much more as like a medical necessity I'm so thankful but at the time I was very upset I think a lot of women feel that like sense of guilt like why can't what's wrong with me why am I broken right I can't feed my kid Mm -hmm. why (laughs) I remember meeting with the lactation consultant and I told her I had a breast reduction which I did back in 2015 and so it's been like seven years and she told me, yeah, they may have taken like too much mammary tissue and there's a good chance it won't work. So go home and like, we'll see if your milk comes in and we can try and, you know, pump every three hours, every time your baby feeds pump and hopefully you can get your supply up. So like it came in and then it just, the amount never increased. So mm-hmm. I was really excited at first. I was pumping on a good schedule, feeding her, you know, um, starting to like make some extra and it was going pretty good. But then the amount that she needed increased quickly. I mean, yeah. like a weekend, she needed like way more than she did initially. And it eventually got to the point where I was only able to to produce 10 to 20 milliliters per side, which is, so there's 30 milliliters in an ounce. She's now drinking four to five ounces at a time, oh, yeah. sometimes three, depending on like how hungry she is. Um, but yeah, it was up. like a topper. I started calling it a floater because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just get her whatever I could, but then it kept drying. It kept less and less. And then it became mentally exhausting, feeling so bad. Every time I would pump, I'd feel like, oh, yeah, this is like I was chugging this coconut water, oat milk, 
mixture. I can't remember what else was in there. And all these lactation things. You brought me those crackers. I've had brownies and bars and pills. And you brought me that tea. Mm -hmm. I was drinking that tea. And I kept thinking, like, if I just do a ton of this, it's going to come in. Yeah, yeah. And it just didn't. It just kept getting less and less. And I started getting mad. Every time I would pump, I would just feel like super guilty and pissed off and frustrated. It was just depressing. So I got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm just going to, we're going to go full formula. And that was the best decision. We have a, you know, happy fed baby. Fed is best. Mm -hmm. I completely, I mean, at first I remember telling you guys like, I got to do breast milk because breast milk is so much better. And yes, there are scientific studies. Breast milk is very good for babies. It's it's kind of a miracle. You can put it on their skin. Remember she kept having these like little, like baby acnes, and I would put my breast milk on it, and they would clear up in like hours. It was That's wild. wild. Yeah. Um. You know, when you look under, I saw this video of under the microscope, what the breast milk looks like versus the formula. And so I was all cut up on that. I felt so bad that I couldn't do breast milk, and I almost wanted to just go donor milk, but that is so expensive. Oh, I can't sure. even imagine. Oh, I'm um, sure. So yeah, we did formula, and she's been on formula since then, and she's doing great. And I'm not breastfeeding it. I was going to say, what's most important is the fact that like you knew that that's not feasible for your mental health. Like it's not fair to you if you're going to be pissed off and depressed every time it's coming to feed. Right. You know, like you don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's really, you know, mature of you to be able to make that decision of like, okay, I can't do this to myself every time. Like, I know it's not fair to me. And it took probably about a week or two where I knew I probably should just be done. But I just I had to get to that point where I was ready to be done. Um, and that was like a depressing thing in itself. Like this is, this experience is ending very quickly. Mm. When you do breastfeed, it's a very bonding experience. And, you know, we had some really good moments. And so it was hard letting go of that so early on. Um, but I'm glad I did it. And it only took about a week before I was like, oh, don't have to pump anymore. This is pretty nice. (laughs) I can sleep. Like I was literally having to, like, even if Josh was the one to wake up with her, I'd have to wake up too and sit there and pump while she was giving her a bottle or changing her or whatever. Yeah, it was getting very frustrating the whole experience and her latch she wasn't like she was getting she was getting frustrated she'd get on there and be like this isn't coming fast enough compared to the bottle right and you know so and with how much she eats now like oh i I mean not that she's eating like a lot but just compared to like i Mm -hmm. remember you showing me i was like the amount that at first when you first brought her home was so small yeah and then yeah like grows like so fast because like now she's got like about quadruple Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, it's crazy wow. how how much it is. And I think it's hard living in this age of social media, and which is something that women have always experienced because other women tell them their experience and they think they compare themselves to them. But even now with social media, it is so much more like pushed on us, you know, leading up, especially with TikTok nowadays, this fucking app knows you're pregnant and like feeds you all this stuff. Oh, watch. It's Lynn listening. We're going to go on TikTok and all of our things are <laughs> yeah. like breastfeeding. Yeah. Like, yeah. Over yeah. It's crazy. And so leading up to having her, I kept seeing these videos of women who are actually overproducers. Like it's not normal to produce some of the amounts that I was seeing. And I thought it was just standard. But there are people who overproduce and which is fascinating. I'm very interested in people who overproduce. It's it's really cool. They're like they can produce crazy amounts. That's like you would be blown away. Some people show their like morning pumps and it's like in your body. It's it's so cool. And so I wanted to experience that. And I really thought like, I'm going to eventually have to buy a free, like some people get extra freezers, freezers for their garage. So they can fill bags. I had all these bags. I had Sharpies ready to go. I was so ready to be this like crazy 
milk machine. Milk machine. Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited for that. And then when it didn't happen for me, that was really hard to let that go and to realize that, um, you know, it's not the normal thing to produce that much where you're just like have so much supply that you don't know what to do with it and you can donate it. And like, that's just, it's not the, the average person's experience. It's just not. Um, but that's what so hard about social media is you see all these things and you get these ideas in your head that this is the way it is because it was like that for someone else. So kind of having to adjust can be hard. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like especially like with social media and like these, ex- you have these expectations and yeah, when you don't meet them, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it is, it just feels that much. Not that it is or anything, but it just yeah. feels like, wow, like I'm doing something wrong, but yeah, you're, I, you're not like it's, I know it is so yeah. normal for people not to produce milk too. Mm-hmm. Just out like, just as it is on the opposite, on the opposite side of this, on the scale too. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would get on during that time. I would get on and scroll TikTok and I would see like a video of someone just being like, Oh yeah. I like, this is, I've been sleeping for six hours and this is how much I produced during that time. And I would just get so like pissed and I'd feel bad about myself and just mm. be like, I can't feed my baby. And it was just, yeah, it's very emotional. And that's the other thing is comparing your experience to someone else's is just, I wish that was something I realized going into this too. Um, I had seen so many birth vlogs with people who had very like quick experiences. Like they, you know, water breaks at home, they go there and it's like pretty fast. Yeah, and that's what you see though they're too. Not that, they're not screaming like, I kept, we watched Colleen Ballinger's birth of her son, Flynn, Mm -hmm. like the night or two before we went to the hospital. And I was just like thinking that that was exactly what it was going to be like for me. Like she was so calm. She was smiling Mm -hmm. while she was pushing. It was very. It's, it goes to show because she had the worst pregnancy ever and you had a relatively good pregnancy. And so thinking, I was like, oh, it's been so good. It'll be like easy for me. So yeah, having it, someone told me while I was pregnant to expect nothing but anticipate everything and i think that is great advice really for anything yeah totally expect nothing anticipate everything and i wish i had gone into it with more of that mindset because once she said that to me i didn't really get it at the time but now going through all this i was like yeah okay so no that's really yeah that is so you want to have another one want to have another one kendall (laughs) gosh (laughs) just kidding i definitely want another one honestly (laughs) Little Holly makes me want to have like three. She's so, she's just, oh. Can we just like copy paste her? Yes. (laughs) Just the idea of her like not being a baby anymore. That's what's so hard. And people always say time speeds up once you have a child. Mm -hmm. And it does because they grow really fast. And I was just like thinking last night, I wish she would just stay at the age she is right now for like a year. (laughs) You know, like that would be really great. Um, But yeah, thinking like, oh, what if I only do this one more time? Mm. That's like upsetting to me. Like I can't imagine only having one more baby. But then at the same time, it was so much work. It was so hard. Yeah. Was, so I don't know. I have no idea, no plans. You know, we'll see what happens in life next. But yeah. I'm just so enjoying being a mother. Love my daughter so much. It's brought Josh and I together in ways I never could have imagined. Um, And it's really forcing me to rise to this like better version of myself in so many different ways. Um, I'm trying to think of, I know there was so much I wanted to say, but yeah. Well, thank you for sharing because yeah. you certainly don't owe this to anyone. And the fact that you're willing to come on here and like, mm-hmm. I mean, literally give us a play by play, like yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. You know, that's really admirable. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's helpful for me to share. It's good for me to talk about it, especially, you know, two months later, having a more clear 
head mm-hmm. now, like revisiting this is kind of nice. And but yeah, I really do want to offer what I can to other women and try to be as real as possible because I know that is very helpful for other people, other parents out there going through this. Um, yeah. <laughs> Parenthood's a bitch, man. <laughs> it's intense, but it's the best thing ever. It really is. Yeah, you guys are amazing parents. Holly's Thank literally you. the cutest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I remember. Because <laughs> like, okay, you know, not every baby is the cutest baby in the world. It's like, true. I'm just yeah. going to say it. Not, no. you know, I and, but I was prepared no matter what to be like, she is the cutest baby in the world. Yeah. Just, <laughs> but even if I had to maybe tell a little bit of a fib, but thank <laughs> God. I'm just kidding. But no, she really is the cutest fucking thing ever. She's, oh my God. And oh, she looks she's like, really cute. she really looks like our grandma to me. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of that. And like, mm-hmm. I see a lot of you. Yeah. I see a lot more. You than I see Josh. Sorry, Josh. But you know, that can always change, you know. I know. Maybe yeah. she'll I think, look more like him later. I think maybe she's got more of his mouth and mm. like lower. But yeah, she's definitely me. Yeah. Nose she, up. She's like your little twin. It's she the is. cutest thing ever. Oh my God. It's just the best. She's, she's the so best cute. baby too. Yeah. Such a good little girl. She's very happy. Yeah, she, she is. is. She is. Yeah. She's smiling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Starting to smile. Yeah. But she's going through this whole thing right now where she's like majorly attached. We used to be able to like set her in her little bouncer or. Mm put her in her little docket tot and now she just she unless she's sleeping she wants to be held she wants to be where the action is she wants to be sitting up looking around is there a word for that cuz I, I know there's know. a word there's a word in spanish for it called embrazada embrazila mm. em, sorry embrazilada which means that like the baby is if you put the baby down starts crying immediately Interesting. yeah, yeah there's a, that's yeah. what she's doing yeah that's her yeah right now. that's her that's yeah, her <laughs> even today when because we've been bringing her to the office and most days she'll like kind of hang out in her little thing and look around and be fine. But now if like we set her down, she's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not even like this full, like something's wrong. Cry. Yeah. It's like an unhappy, like complaining. Yeah, like, where are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come back. I'm bored. Hold I'm me here. Yes. It's definitely a different cry than like a hunger cry. But yeah. she's oh, like, yeah. mm. like, it's just like, like complaining. Yeah. She's complaining already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no, cute. Holly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my God. And then you start thinking like, am I supposed to pick her? Am I like, because I'm pretty sure at this stage, you're supposed to just hold them all the time. But then I have these thoughts of like, am I holding her too much? Am I making her like too dependent on me? But I, I'm like, I don't want to put her down. Yeah. I just want to hold her all the time, like any excuse to hold her. And then I've got her strapped to me all the time. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, if she's already, yeah. if she's there, you might as well just hold her. Yeah. <laughs> she's so little still. I know. Too, yeah. yeah, she is. Yeah. It's, I've heard that it's good to let them learn dependence before trying to teach them independence. Because mm-hmm. they don't really, they don't know anything. So yeah, like they don't learn like, how to be dependent on someone. As how do well. you learn how to be independent when they don't even know how to be dependent? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Should we bring her in real fast? Oh <gasps> yes! I uh, want her to make a little appearance. Oh my god, yay! This yeah, is me go. Yeah, do you want to grab her? I can... Sure. I feel like after talking about her this long, I was gonna, I was you guys suggest. deserve a little look. Yay. I want to. I want to see only her the true homies who are here this late will get to see mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, there she is. She's sleeping. Oh, okay. Oh, she's sleeping. Mm. She's in her second outfit of the day because she had a nice little blowout. Oh, she likes her little outfit. Oh, yeah, Peter. Do you have anything to say? Make a sound, Holly. Your first podcast appearance. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I don't think she's got anything. Oh, oh my God. She's so She's, so she's just the best. Oh, are you going to cry? It looks like you're about to cry. But oh, see, she's still doing the newborn scrunch. (laughs) Well, she does it a little bit. It's the cutest thing. 
<laughs> so cute. <laughs> She's just the. I love that she like nestles in. That is so cute. She's just like, she? I keep thinking about how right now I can put my whole hand around her back mm-hmm. and how I won't always be able to Aww. do that. I'm just trying to soak it all in. That's why I want to hold her all the time. Turn her around for a sec. All right. Woo! You guys see? Look at you, little house. <laughs> First podcast. That's our guest. He's like, looks right in here. Yeah, he's bright. He looks a little crazy. Wow. You smell like spit up. Oh, no. Hi, honey. Spitties. Yeah, you got a little squishy face, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, her name has been Squish like since she was born. Yep. She, like the first squish. couple of weeks, we literally just called her the Squish. The Squish. Like, never. Like, you have the Squish? Is the Squish crying? Squish. Has the Squish been fed? It's crazy. It's like honestly surreal to see her at the table because, like, for so long you were just pregnant with her. And now she's like a little human being. Oh here. my God. Remember every week we'd be like, size of a pickle. Wait, size let's, of let's a weigh whatever. her real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How big is she? She was 14.6 at her last appointment. So she's probably over 15 now. I 15 bet. pounds? Yeah. Ounces. 15 pounds. She's 15 pounds. She was 14.6. You have something to say? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you working on something in your diaper? Thank <laughs> you for talking. Good podcast yes, voice. Uh. Oh. I'm a natural. <laughs> oh my God. So cute. Uh. Thanks for coming on halls. But yeah, she started smiling and she's just she's so much fun. <laughs> I just love this baby. Oh, so can't much. wait till she starts laughing. It's gonna be so. so have you thought cute. about? I'm gonna die. I'm sure you have, but have you thought about like what her voice is gonna sound like? Oh, I did last yeah. night. I swear she made a noise last night that almost sounded like a little girl, and it was just Aww. like it's like oh my gosh, that's, that's like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very weird the whole time that she was in there. Like it was you this whole time. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. She's so cute. You kind of smell right now though. <laughs> she's sorry, mom. Smells like spit up and poop. But that's nice. I love her so much. <laughs> I would literally like suck her boogers out of her nose of with my course. mouth. I had to. Of course. Like I love her. I've just never thought I would be like that with a baby. Like I've always been like, oh, your baby's drooling. Like, Ew. can you clean that up? <laughs> Get a little burp cloth going here. But now, like, I would. I just would do anything for her. She's yours. You made her. Yep. That's crazy. She's yours. Pushed her out and yep. everything. Yep. My your mommy went through a lot for you. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, but yeah. you're worth it. That's huh? the other thing is you realize you're like worth what your girl. mom went through to have you. And it's just like, that yeah, a- gives you a whole different perspective on everything. Yeah, I bet. It really does. Wow. Well, thanks for coming on, Halls. And thank you for sharing, Kendall. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so thank cute. you all for listening, um, hearing my story. I hope it is helpful for some of you out there or just interesting for those of you who are interested <laughs> yeah definitely i know a lot of people were they're yeah. dying to know what's going on yeah so well thank you guys for all of your support thank thank you to everyone who sent us like so many so many things for the baby little outfits little mm-hmm. um you know mats and it was so nice you just did not have to do that so many and handmade things yes. oh my gosh the amount of people that made us like crocheted stuffed animals and blankets and clothes and like it was just it's so thoughtful she's Already, she's just so loved and we're so grateful. I'm so grateful for all of you supporting me and, and really like allowing me to. <laughs> she says, wrap it up, mom. Yeah, she's like, oh, we're over this. Um, but allowing me to really share my experience. And I know what we like had a lot of time last year of me talking about pregnancy and like really letting me indulge in that. And that was 
it was such a special time in my life and I, I really appreciate you guys all being so supportive yes it means the world thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back next week for more yes. of our normal types of content yep. oh squishy squishy has to go all right we gotta get this little bundle out of here she's so freaking cute she's literally like a little ball <laughs> with a big chin <laughs> double chin skis honey <laughs> hey <sweetie> girl <laughs> yeah all right, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the next session. Tune in. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh, squish. <laughs> <laughs>